Well, hello there. Hello, everybody. Welcome to twitch.tv slash jchenzor, the Chenzor Dynasty. I'm here joined by Mr. Tuboware. How are you doing right now? What's going on, James? Everybody out there? Yeah. Let me guys know in the chat how the volume is for everything. If I'm too loud or if Brandon is too quiet, I can definitely get him a little bit louder over here. Although that could Make come... Make super loud. Yeah, that could come with risks, I was just about to say. <laughs> so, uh... Let me know if you guys can hear us and everything in the chat. <clears throat> uh, obviously, you guys can see that we are a short one member today, and that is, of course, Abonic Plague, a.k.a. Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah is uh, pretty much, uh, at this point in time, uh, taking a break from a lot of things. Obviously, we've seen from the past few weeks how much he's being uh, affected uh, by everything. Uh, can you guys hear, uh, Brandon right now? Speak again? I, I mean, I wasn't talking, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just letting James do his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, look, uh, Isaiah's been going through a lot recently, uh, the past month or two, you know, especially with the Black Lives Matter stuff, and just all sorts of things have really been affecting him a lot, and, uh, you know, he's decided to kind of take a break from, uh, not even just the show, but a, a lot of things, just to kind of recoup, regather himself, and just kind of, you know, um, make sure that he's doing, that, that he, taking care of himself. Make sure yeah, that yeah, he's exactly. taking care of himself, which is one of the things that we all have to be good about doing. So, uh, you know, not sure if uh, he'll be, you know, feeling comfortable enough to come back for the podcast anytime soon, nor is there any pressure for him to. Obviously, he can take as much time as he wants, and uh, he can... You know, we all wish him the best and, you know, both Brandon and I have offered ourselves up to, you know, being uh, people ears for him if he ever needs any help or anything like that. So uh, in the meantime, yeah. I mean, we will try to see if we can find someone else to 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 jump into the position. But uh, what's interesting is there's not a lot of uh, young commentators in the scene, as it turns out. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, but that's, there's EB and Sejam, yeah. so, <laughs> and Steve's doing plenty of his own shit, I don't think he's going to want to come on our podcast at 11pm Central every Thursday, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throwing that out there, like, you know, he's, he's doing his own thing, man, so, yeah, yeah, everybody's old, it's weird, all the other esports are like 15, 16 year old kids with like, early 20s commentators right fucking fighting game players we're all old as shit yeah especially commentators in their 40s and shit jesus yeah. god n not that there's anything wrong with that or anything <laughs> you say that so bad like it sounds so bad you know yeah. honestly man i i can't imagine what being 40 is like <laughs> like thanks I, thanks man <laughs> I, no it's not a, like a bad thing it's like man like i'm already Getting aches and pains, like oh, right. weight loss is a huge struggle. Like I'm only 32, man. Like, yeah, being 40, I'm gonna be decrepit by then. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you're in, you're in great shape, you know, for a 40 plus year old person. Me, well, I'm gonna be all types of fucked up. Oh, thank you, I appreciate that. But yeah. you don't know all the weird. I mean, dude, the amount of pills that I have to take. Speaking of, I haven't taken my pills yet today, so you should take your pills, old man. Listen to this, listen to this, dude. This is not, this is not, uh, this is not, uh, uh... You don't have the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? No, 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 I don't. <laughs> so here's two right here. 
<laughs> oh no, James popping pills on stream. I wonder if this is a Twitch violation. <laughs> I want if it's like normal medicine. I don't think, or if it's prescribed to you, I don't think it could be. I mean, we'll find out, right? You'll be the next doctor disrespect. <laughs> hey, if I was a doctor, then I could eat pills on stream. Okay, let's just put it that I way. I don't think doctors can prescribe themselves pills. I don't think. It's how <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's allowed. There'd be a lot of real fucked up doctors if it was true. Yeah, it's true. No, I think only one of the things that I have is prescribed. Um, I, I'm supposed to have a second thing that's prescribed to me, but because healthcare in the U.S. sucks, and if you ever get me started talking about healthcare, I'm going to get really pissed. But um, that is the... Uh, I can't get the other one right now because... Um, fuck, I'm just going to talk about it anyway. Um, like... My doctor that I've been seeing, who prescribes me the pills, uh, when I signed up for my health care this year, I, I went with something cheaper, and I signed up for a PPO, and PPO is supposed to mean that you can see out-of-network doctors, but this PPO doesn't let me see out-of-network out doctors, which makes no sense. Sick. So I haven't been able to see my original doctor who prescribed me the medication, and I've called my the, the 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 doctor that was assigned to me or that i've chosen to be assigned to me right. uh, to schedule an appointment they're like he's not seeing patients in person right now we do things over the thing and we'll call you back when we have a time scheduled they've never called me back and that was like over a month ago <laughs> you should give him a call again man yeah so Screw healthcare, dude. Fuck healthcare. God. You're not going to get your pills. There's going to be generation spacing all by myself. Yeah. Dude. They're, they're, oh, dang. Their new health insurance sucks. Dude, health it's so crazy. Like, how much health insurance is just absolute, utter garbage. I, I mean, Can like... We talk about how much of a scam health insurance is? Oh. Like, fucking deductibles? Dude, I, I have... Deductibles are the biggest scam I've ever seen in my life. I, I have, dude, you, you are preaching to the choir. I have said that deductibles, whoever invented deductibles is one of the most evil human beings on the planet. It's like, yeah, here's your insurance. We'll take care of everything. But you have to pay minimum $2,000 first before we'll have to do the goddamn thing. Right. It's, That's fucking wild. Like $2,000, I couldn't, dude, I, you know, I, so I did my taxes this past Monday. I made $38,000 last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I am a broke motherfucker. Right. <laughs> Taking $2,000 away from that, I would, like, there would be two months I couldn't pay my rent. Right. And, because the whole thing about deductibles is it's literally designed to make sure that if anything crazy happens to you, that they get their money no matter what. Because you either pay for the gold plan and give them all their money, or you have a deductible, and then if something big happens, you give them all your money. The only reason yep. why bronze plans and stuff like that work is if you literally don't go see the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Which then means you're not using the service anyway. So, yeah, I mean... And you're paying into it regardless. Yep, exactly. So you're giving them money for basically nothing. And if you actually use it, then you're just spending your own money... And the only way you can ever get anything out of it is if something big happens that you need an emergency to cover. But no matter what, they get your money that way, whether you spend a bronze or a gold plan. So the whole bronze, silver, gold plan thing is also a scam because it yep. doesn't change anything about how it helps you or anything. And the whole thing is just such a joke, dude. And if it is something that's expensive, they're going to fight you on it. The insurance company is going to literally try to not pay it. Yeah. Like they, they hire people in the insurance company 
to fight claims. Like that's yep. their whole job. Mm-hmm. I got into uh, a car I, accident uh, years ago. Yeah, you know, totaled my car, caused me some back pain. I went to a chiropractor, and uh, I never got that money, dude. I never got that money. They, the insurance Jeez. company, would not cover me. They would not cover me for that, dude. Bullshit. <sighs> yeah, I had a I had a friend whose uh, father got into a serious accident and had to be helicoptered to the nearest hospital that could actually help them. Oh god. And the insurance company is fighting them on paying the health insurance or paying the the helicopter fee. Um... Helicopter ride was eighty thousand dollars eighty thousand and the fucking health insurance is doing everything they can to, to not pay it even though they're supposed to fuck so, and so if they don't pay it then he has to pay eighty thousand dollars they're gonna end up paying it they're they're gonna lose the the fight right okay. um, but it's just the fact that they're they're trying to fight that right like it's wild like this dude would have died if the helicopter didn't right bring him to a hospital that could help him because he was in bump up, he was literally on a farm. He was right. in the middle of nowhere, and so yeah, it's just it's just wild to me that you know fucking they they won't help. They're 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 trying not to. I should right. say. Right. Yeah. This is why our, our health insurance is a scam. Our health healthcare system is a scam. It's awful. Yeah, I'll tell you right now that uh, this is why we have cats, right? I mean, if you look at the stream image right now, and this is this is why we have cats, so we can actually. Where is my cat? I don't know. He's probably sleeping <laughs> in the room. I've been seeing a lot of cute pictures of him, though. Mm. Yeah, he's been super needy the past couple of days. Like he'll go and like for a week, he'll always sit next to me or sit on the couch, like right Aww. here behind yeah, me or uh -huh. anything, and then I won't see him for like four days. He'll be by himself. <laughs> He's very much an omnivert in that way. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the whole health insurance thing is just such a joke in America. And, you know, and the worst thing about it is, too, now is that, you know, who is it? The the, the one guy who who used to work for Kaiser or, or whatever is just basically now that he's retired, he's just been telling everybody about oh, all the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like at yeah, the, I've seen those tweets. And at the same time, while I'm, like, happy that he's kind of trying to expose it, at the same time, you're like, man, fuck you. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because he was one of the guys responsible for pushing that agenda yeah i mean it's just like when you hear the oil companies the the retired oil company guy tell you that all the stuff that they tell you about uh you know that uh global warming isn't real is all funded by exxon Mobil, you know like oh yeah all, of course. all that rhetoric and stuff like that like they've even admitted yeah, that uh yeah the government yeah, is I just tweeted out to some people's like the government. One of their prior priorities is making making sure poor people stay poor, <laughs> because it's a government by the rich for the rich, and that's just all yes. it is. That's all it is. Yeah, cap. We're in late stage capitalism, dude. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. Where we are now. Dude. We have to figure out a way around it, and uh, God, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Like, I feel like this country has to reach 1984 status before people actually admit something's weird is going on, you know? Dude, we're, we're already there. Yeah. I hate to tell you. <laughs> we're, we're already there. Oh, God, that is... That's There's so cameras true. everywhere. Everything is extremely unfair. Uh, there's literally military tanks and personnel in the streets yeah. oppressing people. Cops are killing people. Like, we're... We're past 1984. Yeah, you're probably... <laughs> 1984 probably happened around 1984, honestly. <laughs> and you know what the worst thing about it? That's it, dude. 1984, when George Orwell wrote that and put that out, 
they probably read that and were like, hmm, we can't make it this obvious. <laughs> right? They used 1984 as the template to, to make sure it, they could do it in a way that we wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, man. It's... Uh, things are things are rough out there for sure yeah god uh but that's why it is very important for us to you know make sure that we take care of ourselves mentally and everything you know just yeah it's it's a tough situation because i mean obviously we've seen a couple of situations now where you know prominent streamers have you know taken their own lives and everything like that recently and you know, it, it's crazy because, you know, one of the things that a lot of people don't actually talk about, you know, when it comes to streaming as well, and, and I feel this a lot on uh, myself, is that streaming is a lonely, lonely uh, thing to do. Like, despite the fact that you're putting yourself on camera, talking to people all the time, it's weirdly, like, mentally unsettling. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if you feel that way. I mean, I feel that way because I'm an introvert, right? So... I mean, there's. I, I streamed a little bit earlier today, and I haven't been consistent mm -hmm. in doing in streaming. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily isolating because sometimes when I'm real lonely, I know I can put on my stream and somebody will come in chat and I can, mm. you know, hang out or whatever. But it's definitely mentally straining if you do it daily. Yeah, yeah. It's and not. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to force yourself to do it because sometimes like. I don't know, man. Maybe there's some people out there who just really can do it and right. really love it. And, mm -hmm. But for me, um, I was unemployed in 2000, late 2016 because I moved to Minneapolis for a job and then they laid me off. And I was unemployed. I was like, oh, I'm just going to – I was partnered streamer at the time. I was like, I mean, I still am. But I was like, I'll try to stream full time and, and make some money doing that. And So I streamed for six-plus hours every day, Monday through Friday. Right. And uh. whew, it was rough. Like and and it's super tough if you don't, uh, if you're if you're trying to be a variety streamer, good luck, man. Yeah. Because people people find like two or three games they like to watch on stream, and that's generally what they'll gravitate Dude. towards. So if you don't fill their expectations, they're not going to show up. If you're yeah. like, I want to stream Mario yeah, Kart mean, today, they're just not going to show up. If you look at Vi, he's become a Resident Evil Midnight Resistance streamer. That's yeah. all he streams now. It's crazy because I think that's what people want to see out of him and they've come to know him as. I mean, I, I'm actually pretty impressed that my my main base will come and just hang out with me regardless of what I'm playing, but it does make it hard for you to grow your audience. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's what I, I think is the, the right thing to do. If you can build a following playing one game, Mm -hmm. and you're really good at that game or really entertaining or whatever the hell, you know, you like, and then you have a base community who will follow you no matter what you play, then you can become a variety streamer. I think a good example would be, like, uh, Lifero. He was a, a big Marvel oh, 3 guy for a really right. long time. Yeah. And, um, he was never, like, a top player or anything, but he just loved playing the game. He was super fun to watch. And then when Marvel 3 kind of faded away a bit, he was like, well, I'm going to play other shit. And now people watch him play whatever the hell he feels like streaming. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Maximilian is an extreme case. He had a big yeah. fan base before he started streaming. But even Yeah, he was a YouTube guy who became a streamer. Yeah, and then Flo, right? Flo got famous for playing I Want to Be the Guy, and it just kind yep. of stuck around that way. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it usually starts with one game that mm -hmm. you stream over and over and over and over, and then you can branch out. But, yeah, if you try to start being a variety <laughs> streamer, good luck. Yeah. You, you, 
you better be very good looking or something. I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> all right, time for me to get some. Time for me to get some plastic surgery then. Jesus, dude, same. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I mean, just kind of uh, to to switch it so that it is on topic. Kino Theater asked if that's a CRT sitting over there, and yeah, if you actually look next to Nathan, that's a CRT with a Nintendo on top of it. Because I've been streaming, I was streaming a little bit of Nest Tetris a while ago. And, you know, if I just became a mostly Nest Tetris streamer trying to get myself to max out, that would probably work. Uh, I played it twice on stream, but um, as I explained to, like, David recently, you ever play a racing game and then uh, you tend to hit the A button harder and harder and harder as the, the session goes because... For some yep. reason, your brain thinks it, it'll make you go faster. <laughs> yep. that, that, that's me when I play Tetris because of the whole Daz system. You want the piece to slide as fast as possible left and right. And so I start hitting the controller way harder than I should be. Uh, okay. And I literally like lost the feeling in my thumb like for at least a week and a half. Uh, after playing it two days uh, out of three nights, I played it two nights out of three, two out of three nights, and then I couldn't feel my thumb for like at least a week and a half. So I need to figure out how to get back into it and not kill myself. Play, play claw. Don't, don't play with your thumb. Oh yeah, that's true. Huh? Although that might actually mess up my middle and index fingers both, <laughs> but at least it'll be spreading the damage between the yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. You're, you're, you're alternating. Yeah. No, that, that TV I've had, this TV is older than probably a lot of people. I mean, it's definitely older than Isaiah, I think. So, uh, this thing is a Fisher. I don't even know if the Fisher exists anymore, but this is a TV that used to be in my parents' house. And uh, basically, they just let us take it with us when we went to college. Uh, well, yeah, when, when I think it was when I went to college or maybe even when my brother went to college, like over 20 years ago now, like maybe almost 30 years ago now. So, uh, uh, yeah, we took that TV and then it's just been in my house forever because I used it for my uh, undammed board to play Super Turbo and stuff. And so <laughs> it's just been here this whole entire time. So, yeah. Can I just say I hate my chair so much? Yeah. I don't know if you guys can see me. I just keep sinking yeah. slowly down. <laughs> oh, has it lost the, the, the air resistance uh, thing in the in the piston or whatever? Dude, sometimes it doesn't do that. And other times it just, I just, oh, uh, like, I think it's geez. just faulty. I had this exact model of chair before mm -hmm. um, for like two years, three years, and it just got worn down. Oh, it's an Ikea chair. Right. So I was like, oh, I'll buy the oh, same okay, chair okay. again. I liked it before. And this one, for whatever reason, just doesn't hold. Dude, that's always the worst when you get something and then you order it again and you find out the new one is like way worse than it was in the past, you know? Dude, yeah, it's super frustrating. Because like, especially for me, because I've lost a bunch of weight. And oh, now right. it wants to sink. When my old one, <laughs> when I was 400 pounds, like, held me up just fine. So uh, I'm just going to sink to the ground. You're going to see my head in the middle of the screen. No that's, problem. That's what fine. I, I'm not going to keep picking it back up. Hey, you know what? I can, I can adjust your picture. To, I'll keep trying to catch up with the with the cropping and stuff. On I, I think it's as low as it gets now. So okay. I, I think we're good. All right. So let's do this then. I'm going to zoom you in like this. And slide you over to the side and, hey look at that and no one will ever know the difference here there you go <laughs> so uh, 
on the fly editing. I mean, I've wow, been talking about he's a master. Dude, I've been talking about this with some other people, you know, who haven't streamed as long as even as I have and streaming sucks. Dude. Like, I don't even necessarily mean from the social aspect of it, but it's just the way it's all cobbled together. I swear it's like not meant to actually be a real thing, you know, like stream, yeah. streaming is not meant to have been the way that we do it, but we have capture cards and freaking audio mixers and all these things that were designed originally for like, hey, I'm a musician and I need to create music and hey, yep. I need to record stuff off of my VCR tapes so that I can <laughs> digitize them forever. You know, this is like all that we were made to do. And now all of a sudden it's just like, Ugh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's... I mean, now there's products that are made directly for what we do, but... Yeah. For a long time, there wasn't. Yeah. I mean, uh, the like, why don't we have a giant box that you just plug things into and it automatically hits Twitch and has the audio mixer onto it? You know, like, it's just, like, it's, it's just pieces. Well, yeah, and... it's like the, um... What is it called? I want to call it a split box. That's David's fucking arcade stick. oh yeah um, the hitbox right uh, the thing where you know like the the buttons it's a made by elgato I oh yeah yeah, has, yeah, like, yeah 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 that thing that thing like, the, uh, they have that thing why don't they have that that's also a mixer that also controls everything you could do like, right that, it should just be all in one exactly exactly and it's like it's, oh yeah nobody's produced anything like that yet yeah time to kickstart something dude <laughs> We should hit up Clayton. He knows how to make circuit boards. We could probably do it. Who's that? Uh, Freakazoid. Oh! The dude who made the, the link and everything. Freak Mods, that guy, right? Yeah, Freak Mods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Kino and uh, JMH, I actually use uh, XSplit. Uh, I'm an XSplit user, so that's how that works. Uh, and I know that's not necessarily optimal, but uh, the XSplit guys actually gave me like a... a like, they helped me with licenses and everything like that. So, you know, I wanted to be, you know, thankful to them for helping me and everything. So that's why I'm still using XSplit right now. But I've thought about going to slobs, mostly just because uh, you can actually change the topic. You can actually change all that stuff on that app, you know. Yeah, and rather do... than going into your dashboard. Yeah. So you can Yeah, actually... I used to use XSplit, too. I was an XSplit partner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then uh, I just didn't really stream much because yeah. uh, Offcast helped me get partnership with yep. working for them. <laughs> yep, same here. And he was like, here, you know, I have a bunch of codes and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, after a year, I was like, look, guys, I don't stream that much. You can just take, I feel like I'm taking advantage. Just take oh, me off gotcha. your thing. And they're like, okay, no problem. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people say that OBS is actually still like better and easier to use than XSplit. So XSplit isn't even necessarily like super fancy schmancy kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I, I, I do use uh, Streamlabs OBS now. And I, I think it's much easier and better for a singular at-home streamer. Yeah, 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 yeah. XSplit is like if you're, if you're putting together a production and you have all the equipment to put together a production, like, you know, like a 10.0 Mm -hmm, broadcast mm -hmm. would be then absolutely yeah use xsplit yeah but for us there's no reason to use that shit yeah i might actually have to switch to slobs just to see how it is and and and, and Dude, it's so easy yeah <laughs> it's super uh, easy shout outs to kino going with all the uh ultra chen emotes over there and everything so <laughs> oh man 
Uh, shout out to Kino Theater. I don't know if you know, uh, Brandon, but Kino Theater is one of our... He was the second winner of the uh, the SYC scrimmage beginner tournaments that we did oh, a yeah? while ago. Yeah, so which is really You know, I, I take offense to that because you won't let me enter the beginner tournaments. <laughs> but you're above gold, aren't you, in Street Fighter V? I mean, I don't have to be. <laughs> I can I can make a new account. I know that there's ways to easily uh, smurf, but we want to give people opportunity. You're not a beginner, dude. I'm You're, a beginner. You are not a beginner, dude. If you've been I, a, if you've been a pro at like any fighting game, you're not a beginner, dude. Look, but I'm a beginner at Street Fighter Five. <laughs> and that's what that's what counts. Uh, I would play you to test you out, but you use Boxer and I use Lucia, and that fight sucks. So I don't think that would work out very well. No, I, I mean I I watch your beginner tournaments. I would stick out like a sore thumb, sure. <laughs> even though I don't play the game. Like no offense to those guys. Like, I absolutely keep playing and get better, right. guys. I'm not saying that, but I would definitely look like a veteran. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the thing about it, what's interesting about fighting games, what a lot of people don't realize, and which is why when I teach fighting games, I concentrate so much on the mentality, is that it's almost never really about the game, you know? That's why I even said earlier, if you can be a top player in one game, you're clearly not a beginner, because you, for yeah. example, you could win, you could do damage in Killer Instinct tournaments, you could do damage in Marvel 3 tournaments, clearly. Uh, you can do damage in Samurai Showdown tournaments, clearly. And as long as you have that mentality, that's what carries you forward to other games. Like, just because the game plays completely different and has different systems and everything like that, but you already understand what to look for and everything, you know, I, I've been planning to make a talk uh, to do an Unchenzord or, or a Chen reaction, depending on how profane I want to get. Uh, uh, <laughs> I probably should just only do Unchenzords, honestly, because people watch that more than the Chen reactions. So, uh, but uh, I want to do one that literally talks about that. I hot take. This is another James Chen hot take. Old man hot take. But I think fighting games are harder to learn today than they are than they were a long time ago. I actually think that they're much harder to learn uh, than they were a long time ago. In what way? The reason being, and I'm ruining, and you're making me shoot out all my content right now already here. Yeah, so, uh, I want to know now. Because uh, learning fighting games is inherently a social pastime, and uh, a lot of people are learning it on their own now. Like, I'm just getting tweets from some guy. He's just like, I keep trying to play, and I'm trying to, I just want to do combos and hit buttons and have fun, but I can never seem to get anywhere, and I don't know why. And the reason why is because before when you're in the arcade and you play, you'd made friends with somebody and they'd be like, dude, man, you're jumping too much. And you may never notice that you're jumping too much for months playing by yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's the thing is for us, we have that mindset because we went through that slowly or we had that guy to tell us that. Me and my brother used to... Me and my brother used to sit there and theorize about shit all day. It's one of the reasons why we got good at fighting games is because we would just sit there and be like, oh, you know what? This strategy might work. We should do this and blah, 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 blah. But a lot of times, like I said, like if you don't anti-air and you lose, I mean, I use this example every time. If you don't anti-air and you lose to Urian, Aegis Reflector mixing, mixing you up, you probably got put in that position because you didn't anti-air or you didn't check a dash. And you're going to think that 
Urien is just cheap, which he is, by the way, but <laughs> you're going to think he's just cheap and that there's no way to escape. Like, how do I get away from the Aegis Flector mix-up? I mean, I even learned this lesson when I first learned Marvel 3. It was one of the most important lessons that I had ever learned when I was fighting against Flo, playing Marvel 3, and he kept locking me down, and then he would do Dante box jump into Wesker gunshot, which was a high-low mix-up, and I would get shot, and I couldn't survive, and I finally just put down the controller, and I looked at Flo, I was like, how do I get away from this? He was like, don't be in that position. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, don't let me ever get you into that position to set that up. I'm like, is that possible? He's like, watch me play Justin. And then Justin played, and Justin was never there. Yeah. Flo never had the ability to set that up. And that was the thing. I was blocking things, thinking that I was being rewarded for blocking, but all it was doing was setting him up to do that mix-up on me. And because I don't play Marvel games, that never really kind of hit my head, you know? And I didn't realize that was a problem. And, awesome. uh there are ways to get out of that. <laughs> I'm assuming this is like vanilla Marvel 3, and it was like brand, brand new. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was literally okay. like month two. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, I, you just push block right out of that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, but, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's, yeah, uh, yeah, obviously that's right. part of learning fighting games. However, learning fighting games in a pandemic, yeah, you're learning that shit by yourself, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully you're not meeting up with other people to play. Right, yeah. But when I started playing competitively in late 08, early 2009, like, I mean, I, I would say I learned by myself. You know, like, I grew up with friends playing the game. We didn't theorize, we just mashed. Right, yeah, You know, yeah. we, we would play Third Strike on Dreamcast, on Dreamcast controllers, you know, just doing whatever the fuck happened when we hit buttons. Mm -hmm. But essentially, like, I sat in training mode by myself. When some... Really good example. I played against a Sea Viper online, like, <laughs> maybe, like, week two. And this person knew what they were doing. Right. Um, I lived in Las Vegas at the time, so I played a lot of, like, SoCal dudes online. Okay, okay. Uh, whoever the fuck this guy was, I don't remember who he was, but he knew what he was doing. And he crossed me up with Burn Kick, I don't know, seven, eight, nine times in a row till I died. <laughs> right. I would get uh... knocked down by Burn Kick, another one, another one. And I was like, how the fuck do I beat this? I had no idea. And I went in training mode, and I go, oh! She can hit you on the other side from this range. Like, I set it up to figure it out myself. Right, yeah, So, yeah, yeah. it is hard to learn on your own. You're, you're not wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're losing your, like, very basic beginner shit over and over and over again, and you're not getting it, maybe fighting games just aren't for you. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing, too, is, like, I hate, I hate that mentality. You know what I mean? Because... I just think that fighting games are just so much more obtuse a lot of the times because it looks like, oh, what's the goal of a fighting game? Punch the other guy. <laughs> you know, it's it is yeah. a it's a very deceiving kind of game. Like the goal is not to hit the opponent. The goal is to put yourself into a position where your opponent is forced into making a guess that gives you an optimal opportunity to hit them. <laughs> yeah. Like that's fighting games. <laughs> And that's but not... that's advanced fighting games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but... Basic fighting games is block the shit, hit them when you get a chance. Yeah. The, the, the other hard thing, too, though, is that we are going into a world where online play is far more prevalent, right? I mean, as netcode is improving as slowly as it goddamn is, you know, God, but... Dude. 
it's it, it's it, it is getting better and while there is a lot more information out there on the internet one you have to know how to find it and two a lot of that stuff is more advanced and with a lot of fighting game tutorials out there a lot of times you sit there and listen to it and fighting game tutorials in general i think are very good for people who know fighting games <laughs> there's there's not a lot of good tutorials out there for people who literally know nothing about fighting games which is what i've tried to do but i'm too wordy and everything i do is long-winded and shit and i don't know how to be I don't know how to condense things so that people look at my video and go, this shit is 50 minutes long. Fuck this. I don't want to learn fighting games this way. <laughs> so I think a really good example is I play a game called Slay the Spire. Yes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people play it. It's a pretty popular game. But what, I, what, talked, before, I talked to... What kind of game is but, it? I don't even know what kind of game uh, it is. It's, it's, it's a roguelite, but it's also a deck building game. Oh, okay. So okay. you start with... 10 cards, 5 attacks, 5 blocks, and usually, or maybe it's 11 cards, and like a special ability. Okay. Uh, as you beat people, you go up floors, and you can add cards to your deck. Huh, interesting, okay. okay. So, yeah, so you, they'll give you, you beat an enemy, you get 3 cards to pick from, you pick one, add it to your deck. Oh. Um, you can also remove cards later on, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, yeah, it's a roguelite deck building. Okay, game. okay, okay. And so I remember we were talking about Teppin one time, and I said the reason I stopped playing Teppin was because I built these decks that I thought would be really strong. And then I went and played matches that I got my ass kicked, and I was like, man, if I can't build decks the way I want to build them, I don't want to play card games. Right. However, yeah. I've been playing Slay the Spire, I don't know, not since not too long after it came out. Mm -hmm. And I've always just played it super casually, as like, uh, whatever happens, happens, I don't care. Um, I just play it to, like, chill out, because I don't have to think super hard. Mm -hmm. So... I've been unemployed, and so I, you know, apply for jobs and shit, and I'm just like, can't sleep at night, yada yada, I'm gonna play Slave of Spire to relax. And so I actually finally started playing to win. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I've been trying to build these decks, in my eyes, what would be strong, based on what I knew about the characters and their abilities. Right. And I couldn't get past uh, the third ascension. Oh, gotcha. Which is, there's 20 ascensions in the game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I was still at the beginning with the character I was playing. Okay, okay. Uh, there's this top player. His name is Jorbs. He's a, a Twitch streamer. He used to be a poker player, like a professional poker oh, player. Dang, okay, okay. Started playing Slay the Spire, became a full-time streamer, quit poker, just does that now, from what I understand. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so I started, I watched literally one Jorbs video, one video of him playing the character I've been trying to level up uh -huh. in the Ascensions, and I was like, oh shit, I get it now. Right. <laughs> I get it now. Like, so I, I think it's it's if you're not using the resources there, you're just you're like me, you're just being stubborn. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. My, my buddy K Loud was like, dude, just go watch a Jorbs video and you'll 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 get it. You'll trust me. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, fuck that, I wanna do it on my own. And I got so frustrated, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not gonna do it on my own. <laughs> I'm gonna watch I'm just gonna watch him play one YouTube video, one hour, and now I, I totally get that character. Granted, there's three other characters I need to understand, right. but I'm on Ascension 18 now. Yeah. So I'm I'm almost done with the game with that character. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And um, and I've been playing the game for no joke before I did that 200 hours. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was just being blatantly stubborn to not learn. So the same thing would go for fighting games in like your videos. If mm -hmm. somebody's like, "Fuck, I can't get it," and they like, "I'm gonna go watch a James Chen video. I'm finally gonna do it." eventually those people will come around. However, yeah. 
when you do make those really long YouTube videos and that really in-depth content, I feel like the whole point of that long-winded story was you have to be at that frustrated point <laughs> to where you're just like, God damn it, I'm going to win no matter what. Like, you're not going to, like, just pick up a game and be like, oh, I'm going to watch an hour and a half video. Like, no, you're not going to do that. Right, yeah. You want to, like, play uh-huh. a game for 100 hours and still suck. And that's when you go look at that content. <laughs> that's what I need to do. I titled my videos "Frustrated at Fighting Games." <laughs> yes, that's yeah. That's a good clickbait. <laughs> oh man, that's what I need. Just I mean, you on the screen like ah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about this too. I mean, Kino Theater asked uh, asked this in the chat. It's very interesting because I've talked about this on my own stream about how like it's weird because content back in the day because it came in the form of text and FAQs and stuff like that, you wanted it to be a one-stop shop for all the information that you could get. You wanted to download one document and then just be done, and I never had to download a document again. So I'm from that era, and the reason why I prospered in the FAQ scene was because I'm so verbose and I'm so thoroughly detailed, but... With the way social media and, you know, with Vines and TikToks and YouTube videos and everything like that has kind of turned everybody into short attention spans. And I'm not even saying that like you, you youngsters, whatever, because I'm the same way. I'll click on a video and be like, shit, this is 10 minutes long. I don't want to watch this, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, and, and, and it, uh, that's the way it is now. And so we've gone from a world where content was meant to be super small, what was content was good at being large and long to now where content was small. Cause if you downloaded a tutorial video and that shit wasn't like 15 minutes long and gave you all the information, you're like, I fucking wasted all that time downloading this garbage ass combo video, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And so yeah. people actually liked large content back in the day and it's just not the way it is anymore. And I need to figure out how to edit my stuff better or something and just have that mentality where I'm okay leaving a bunch of stuff on the on the edit room floor, you know. I'm I'm always too panicky about that. I think another issue, uh, not even necessarily just with you or your videos, but um, being a fighting game community content creator, that's a <laughs> mouthful, right. in general, is we're a very niche community. yeah. We're small mm. fucking beings compared yep. to Counter-Strike, League of Legends, Dota, Rocket League, um, even Call of Duty. Like, those, like those games, in terms of viewership and players and all that, they dunk on us, dude. Like, yeah. we don't have that shit. So, even if you're making incredible content that's just chock full of all the information, like, <laughs> we have a fourth of the player base of Call of Duty. We have a if four, that like, much. <laughs> a tenth, yeah, we have a tenth of the player base of Dota. Like, it just, we're just not popular. So it's rough yeah. out there, man. If you're, you know, you gotta not only make the best shit, but also get kind of lucky if you're gonna yeah. sustain yourself of content creation in the fighting game community. Yeah, the, the, the reality of the situation is that if Day9 were a fighting game player, he might not be popular. <laughs> You know, as oh, he is, he wouldn't be as as he is right now. You know, it's he just wouldn't be. yeah. Everybody played StarCraft, like literally everybody played StarCraft. So yeah, dude, fucking you, tasteless and artosis. If they did fucking FGC commentary, they <laughs> people would be like, who? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> they'd be exactly it, where yeah. me and David are right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, yeah, you guys are the definitely the best uh, uh, example of tasteless artosis. Yeah, in the uh, FGC. Two old mm. men talking about video games. 
And if David were here, he'd be like, I'm not that old. <laughs> David's old. He's about 36 now. He's old, man. Yeah, he's 30. He's something around there, yeah. He's, I, I want to say he's four years older than me. Yeah. So. He's and, an old man. And that's the whole thing, too, right? I mean, the whole point of being generation spacing is we wanted to have, like, people of different generations. So that's why Isaiah was good as a 20-something-year-old person in there. But, you know, it is uh, just so weird, you know? Like, I want to kind of keep it on commentators because I like talking about commentary, you know? Like, I like talking to people about commentary and talking about commentary philosophy. I mean, maybe that's something we should focus on a little bit more. But, you know, having people of different ages and having different mentalities... You know, when you're younger, the things that are really important to you when you're getting into fighting game is going to be all the tech and the knowledge. And for me, it's about, you know, the, the mindset and the human drama and everything. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of yeah. fascinating. Yeah, I don't know, dude, I was I was pretty Sajam like when I was younger, yeah. like oh, when I was younger. Uh, I mean, I started doing commentary in 2010. So I was 22. Mm-hmm. But when I started, I was in the Midwest, and I got to do three gigs a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, and they were never paid. It wasn't like yeah, of course. <laughs> I thought that I had a career in that, you know, whatsoever. It was different. So you know, five years ago in Sage, I was like, oh yeah, I'm also 20 years old, and now I can do this thing. Like there is a reason for him to want to do that, or like you know Isaiah or whoever that's younger that right. for whatever reason wants to go into commentary, which. Man, is it weird that Sage Jam chose to do that because he's such a talented fighting game player. Right. It was the craziest thing. Like, I always feel like he could be one of the best in, like, anything that he plays right now if he chose to go that route. But, I mean, he's also yeah. just a very driven and very, very uh, – it's, it's like, who was I talking to? You know, they were, we were just talking about stuff. Actually, it might have even been Keats that I was talking to about this, you know, that there are the people out there who are just like, you know what, I need to do this. And then they just go and do it. Like, I need to fix my sleep schedule. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what time I woke up today. Um, like, people, there are people out there who can do that kind of thing, and there are people who can't. And sadly enough, I'm, I'm one of those people. So it's it's hard for me to, to, to get myself motivated to do stuff because one, I'm super lazy. And two, it's just like my 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 brain and like my the way that my brain functions, like I always like someone act tweeted something about like, you know, trying to go out for dating. You always talk to me about dating and everything like that. Right. And you're like, why don't you try Tinder? Why don't you try all these things like they work? And, you know, you can find some cool people out there and everything like that. You know, the truth is like one of the things that I don't actually tell a lot of people, including like I've, I've never actually said directly to you, I don't think. But one of the reasons why I don't do that is just because I don't want to burden anybody else with me. <laughs> you yeah, know, no, you, we've we've argued about that before. Oh, okay, okay. So I have I mentioned you that to you before. Stop being hard on yourself because people like you. Yeah, You're very likable. It's just like I I just feel like I'm a slob. My home is a mess. Like I don't take care of my home. I don't take care of myself. I'm poor. Like I I I, I kind of really doubt that you don't take care of your home because you have roommates. Well, I, have I don't a, think Olaf would stand for that shit. Well, he doesn't come into my home that often. That's the thing is he's down in his room all the time because oh, it's yeah, separate. You know what I mean? And, you know, they yeah. came well, in. Like upstairs downstairs, right? Yeah. Well, he's off of my garage. Like he literally oh. has his own room separate. And there was one time that him and Kitty actually came up and cleaned my kitchen. They cleaned my kitchen. I came upstairs and I almost had a panic attack. 
because Why? I couldn't find anything anymore. I don't know where anything went, and I'm so OCD that everything ends up in a certain spot in the kitchen because that's where my brain wants it to be, where it need, where my brain needs it to be. You know what I mean? And it's like it's weird that way. So like I don't know. Like I almost had a panic attack, and like he had to come upstairs and like calm me down just from like you know freaking out and stuff and. It was kind of crazy because, like I said, it's just like things were moved and I couldn't find anything. And like he put away a bunch of stuff into the cabinets because the cabinets have a bunch of space. But I can't have things in the cabinets unless they're categorized in a certain way with the way that my brain can logically make it make sense and stuff. And Dave, remember when we talked about you getting your medicine? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, you really get on that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, more panic attacks, man. Oh man, it's pretty nuts. Like I am a, I'm super OCD. I mean, I think I told the story here before as well that like I was talking about how I always joke about how OCD I am on Twitter, and someone actually finally messaged me and was like, you know what, I actually have OCD, you know, so I'm not comfortable with you throwing it around like that. Like it's like a sure. kind of like a humor thing and everything like that. And like I, I literally told him I was like, look. I almost know how many steps are on most of the staircases I go down because I always have to step on them evenly. Like, it's like left, right, left, right, left, right. And if it's odd number on the way down, I'll jump the last step to make sure my feet are even. If I go up, it's easy because if it's odd or even, you can step on the top step with your with my heel off the edge to make it like the other steps or I can step over it and it's easy. But, like, literally, that's kind of the, the, the extent of my OCD, you know, like, that. Right. I was like, when I say I have OCD, I have OCD. And he was like, shit, I had no idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> to, to, his, to, to be fair to him, though, a lot of people do say yes, things like. Yes, absolutely. I have absolutely. OCD, and they, they, they don't. Yeah, they just, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. They just prefer to have a green toothbrush over a red one. Like yeah, I mean, people have theory. watched me use my cell phone before, and I'll be using my cell phone, and I'll do this, and they'll see me do this a lot. I'll actually slide my hand back and forth a lot like this. And people ask me, why do you slide your hand back and forth on your phone all the time? And I say it's because when I scroll up and down, it feels unfair to left and right that I'm not going left and right. So a lot of times I'll scroll up and down and I'll just go left and right just to uh, make sure that it's even. I even have a point where I will scroll left to right, right to left, right to left, left to right, right to left, left to right, left to right, right to left to try to balance it out as much as possible because it's unfair that I went from left to right first, so I'll go from right to left, but then it's unfair because it's this way, so I have to do it the opposite way, but now there's two of that, so I have to do this way and then back the other way just to even it out. Like, this is the this is how I am. <laughs> so, you know, that... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm no psychiatrist, but that sounds like some pretty obvious OCD to me. Yeah, and so... I, I have one of those stories too, actually. Um, I'm not going to name this person, but there's a person in the FGC who, uh, they don't do it as often anymore, but they used to often talk about their weight mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're very clearly a thin person, like very, very clearly. Oh, jeez. Okay. If, okay. if not thin, then underweight even like they're, they're very good in shape, but they always talk bad about their body. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I being a fat person, I don't give a fuck if you call me fat, fat shit, fat fuck, whatever. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. 
but um, when a person tries to take on the the burden of being a big person, uh, for example, even after I lost 120 pounds, um, I still had people when I would go on stream or commentary talking about my weight. Uh-huh. I still would get on the bus and people don't want to sit next to me because I'm fat. Right. I still got on a flight to go to Evo at a not that big of a weight compared to what I used to be. And somebody sees the band to sit next to me and they go, <sighs> like, that type <laughs> of shit is what you do with being a fat person. Right, right? yeah. So I, I was friends with this person on Facebook and I was like, hey, look, you don't know what it's like to be fat. I need you to stop right. openly saying that you're fat because you're, you're not mm-hmm. and you don't get it. Like, you've never got on an airplane and the seatbelt didn't fit you and you had to ask mm-hmm. publicly mm-hmm. for a fucking airplane seatbelt extender. Right. Like, you, you've never done that. You never will have to do that stop saying that you're fat it's offensive right. mm-hmm. and their response to me was i have body dysmorphia i'm sorry i see myself as a fat person and i was kind of like oh well fuck i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> oh dang okay okay interesting i mean interesting. I, I still stand by what i said like don't do that yeah shit. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. because the real fat people that have you know lived through that mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. that's not fair to act like you know my struggle yeah yeah for sure um, but still like i had no idea that this person also struggled with a a real problem that right. causes them to think that way so right. i'm like oh well fuck <laughs> <laughs> my bad but also don't do that shit right <laughs> oh man yeah i know yeah. i've actually never watched monk i wanted to but like part of it was almost kind of like a fear of seeing myself almost too much into it <laughs> you know oh man uh, they didn't look anything like them, so they must That's look like their mothers. <laughs> Turns out they were adopted. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. It happens. Yeah. On uh, the opposite side of that, Artemis, uh, I had step-siblings growing up, and oftentimes people would say, they're like, oh, yeah, this is my brother Jose. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, we see the resemblance, and me and my brother would just laugh. Because <laughs> there's no, no blood relation whatsoever. <laughs> He's Mexican. Uh, I'm just a white dude. Like, that was really funny. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people just have to... Oh, God, that's right. I, I completely forgot about if I want to talk about my OCD. Like, the people in my uh, FFRK, Final Fantasy Record Keeper Discord, man. Whenever they have to see the shit that I make myself do in that game, like, they get so frustrated. Even with my Teppin, dude. My Teppin, the way I play that, I'm super OCD in that as well. And it's like... There's a whole... all your cards by name and color? Well, I just... I refuse to, like, reap things unless I... Like, I just have to have at least three copies of every card that I can. You know, people will reap stuff that they know that they'll never use, the useless ones, get more souls to build... Like, I can't do that shit, you know? I, like, I can't bring... And there's a whole mechanic in Final Fantasy Record Keeper that buffs your characters. You give them water. There's, like, life water for more HP and you know, uh, whatever water for more power and stuff like that, to which I have largely ignored, even though I have trouble on some of the harder stuff and I need to use it to pass that stuff, mostly because there's no way to sort which characters you've given the water to and there's no way to see which ones you've given it to and organized it and all that stuff. Because I can't sort it and organize it, it's the reason why I can't use Gmail. I, I still use Yahoo Mail because I can't sort mail by subject in Gmail. Can now. Can you? You can now, yeah. 
Did they add that just recently? You can sort it by promotions, by follow-ups, by like all these different categories. Well, but can you yeah, can, they... but can you sort it literally by the subject? Like alphabetically? Yeah. Mm, I can look right now. That's what I need. And Let me look. I'm not sure. They've never had that. You can search by a subject, but you can't sort by a subject. And because of that, I can't use Gmail because I use that to clean my inbox. And if I can't sort by the subject, I can't do that. Maybe maybe you can. I don't know. I use the old layout for Gmail, so I don't use some of the new features. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, default. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> R first, priority first. I, I see. First, I, unread first. I see Artemis talking about people saying that she and Andres are siblings. Oh, man. Terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Oh. <sighs> I mean, it's weird. I don't think my brother looks all that me like me. And uh, Olaf and Kitty saw a picture of my brother from like 20 years ago and thought it was me. It's kind of interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can do that, man. I'm sorry. I'll look at it later. Maybe you can. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure you can't unless they've only added it in like the past half a year or, or year or so. So. Sure. But you know, that's just the thing. Is like, I, I mean, the whole point is that I'm OCD as fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the whole thing. Going back to the original point, you know, Man. I'm not sure I can burden anybody with having to deal with me. And you Do know, yourself it, a favor and never look over Steve's shoulder, Tasty Steve, when he opens his email. Oh God! <laughs> never ever, dude. <laughs> like I, like I made that mistake one time, and I saw the number of emails he has, uh-huh. and I was just like, Steve, what? The? And it's like his business email, like the email he uses. For actual, like, inquiries. <laughs> 100,000 something. Just unread. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude. I couldn't. And that's the weirdest thing, too. Because, like, for as OCD as I am, my home is a mess. Right? Like, that's also... I think that's, I think that's actually characteristic of most OCD people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's an actual thing. Is that they're generally messy. Yeah. Because it's... it's, not a, it's they're messy to for lack of a better term, a normal person's eyes. But for them, it's that's where they want their shit to be. Right. Yeah, actually, uh, Artemis said the same thing. It's because you know where it is, you know, kind yeah. of situation. And one of my biggest problems, honestly, is my home just doesn't have enough storage space. Like, literally, I play musical chairs with my mess. Like, I'll, it'll pile up here. I'll sit through and clean up as a pile. But in order to get through the pile, I'll put the stuff in another area that's still messy that I need to sort. And then that becomes the new place where everything goes to. And then when I clean that pile up, I move it to another place, which becomes the new pile. And it just kind of like circles around. I do, my I do that, home. but just with my laundry. What's that? I do that, but just with my laundry. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> laundry goes on bed, goes in laundry basket, goes back on. Bed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, yep. that's my laundry. Uh, and, and it's weird, like, it's almost why I have, I, I kind of live the life of having two of a lot of things, like for my bathroom and everything like that, like I'll have two sets of towels, because that way I can throw one in the laundry basket and like be lazy about it and have the other one and use it and then clean it, right, and yeah. yeah, and stuff like that, and it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, when I clean stuff, I, I, I lose things a lot of the times, which is weird. But the other problem, too, is that I'm a pack rat and I'm one of those annoying people that saves large boxes for absolutely no reason. You know, 
Like, I'll, I'll just have giant empty boxes because I'm like, I could use this for something in the future. You know, even though I buy stuff from Amazon and I get boxes, like, every week, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, behind my couch, I have four boxes lined up. And then I have a walk-in closet over there that I don't want to talk about it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like just all shipping and old FGC box. It's, yeah, it's yeah. I have so many like old joystick boxes and things, and it's it's nuts. Uh, oh, what, are you playing in a Marvel thing tomorrow or something? Yeah, Tong's uh, Friday night tournament is tomorrow. Oh. I anime lover. I I don't know how well I'm gonna do. I haven't played it all this week. Okay. So I'll probably have to practice. Like it, like do some training mode before the tournament tomorrow, but we'll see. Who knows, man? It's it's like the thing about Tong's tournaments is they're fucking stacked. Oh, like, okay. It's it's nothing but pretty much either at some point a top player or people <laughs> that have played Marvel this whole time and never stopped. Playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Frankie G's and Ray Ray's. Oh, Jesus the whole Christ. <laughs> Yeah, it's it just it's just that's just how it is, dude. Yeah, it's just nothing but really good players. Oh my god. Okay. So okay. I so the first one I entered two weeks ago, I went zero two, which that's what I planned on. The mm -hmm. following week, I was like, I just want to win one game, and then I ended up being one out of top eight. So <laughs> isn't that like, how it always goes? Just, I mean, just having a week of practice like helped me a ton. Right. Because like I just I I don't know, man. I I stopped playing. Marvel 3 competitively in 2015. Yeah. I kept commentating it, but I stopped competing in it like right. in 2015. Like I played it for four years. I was like, I've peaked. I'm just going to talk about right. the game now. And, that, and that's and, what that's kind of goes in part and parcel with my topic that, you know, that it's hard to play fighting games by yourself, especially because like as a commentator, you're like, oh, you know what? He shouldn't jump at him because that's the only way he can lose all of his life. You know, don't jump, don't jump. And the guy jumps and he gets hit and you're like, oh, why did he jump? Why did he jump? And then when you play, you fucking jump. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, lost I, mean, that, yeah. I lost that way in a vanilla Street Fighter 4 tournament to Andy OCR, you know, back when I was actually strong at the game. And the only way he could kill me with Bison was jump strong, jump strong into Ultra, because that was the only way he could land Ultra back in vanilla. And then I fucking jumped at him and I died. And as soon as I died, all I could hear in my brain was myself going, why did you jump? Like, why would you have jumped? And I was like, why did I fucking jump? <laughs> I was like, why did I do this, dude? Womp womp. <laughs> oh, man. It's different. Playing the yeah. game and sitting there talking about it from the fucking commentator's chair is much different. Yeah. And it's weird because you, you, be you can be smart about it when you're on the commentator's chair. And it's it's you're absolutely smart about it. Then when you play it, just like it doesn't apply for some reason. Yeah. It's much different. <laughs> but Feeling the pressure is much different. Yeah. And, oh, actually, let me ask you this question because obviously you're playing in Tong's Tournament Anime Lovers talking about this a lot. So you're playing in that crazy AWS Parsec setup and everything like that, right? How does it feel? Hit or miss. Hit or miss, okay. okay. Feels much better than the games in-game. Right. Mm -hmm. um, not perfect, but I'm in the Midwest. So no matter what coast, like I played on Kevin Ha's mm -hmm. uh, setups, which he usually keeps on the West Coast. Tong shit is set up, I believe, in Florida or Pennsylvania, yeah, one of the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, So I played in both, but I'm in Minneapolis, so I'm in the middle. No mm. matter which way I go, I'm going to have, like, 80 ping either way. Right, yeah. Uh, if somebody was, like, set up a server in Ohio or something, I'd probably have 30 ping, and it would feel fantastic for me. Right. Um, I also do play um, 
Yeah, Rachel, but the the servers are set up in like I yeah, think yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, a Pennsylvania one, a Florida one, and New yeah, York one. you can set up the server in a different location. You can yeah. pick the location of it. So, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, if, if I played on a on a Midwest server, it would feel way mm -hmm. way better for me. But that's not the like people that are running tournaments are on the coasts. Right. But so, so I'm gonna have a shitty connection no matter what. Right. But they are playable. It's just not like playing offline. Right. I mean, if have you experienced some like playing on a server that's closer to you against someone else who's also close to that server? No, no. The only okay. thing I've done that would be like that is when I just host and like just play because I have um, gigabit internet. I have I have oh, fiber. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I'll host into people. Then I have host advantage though. It's like I'm playing offline and they're connecting to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I've played Midwest people that that connect to me and they're like, oh yeah, it feels pretty close to offline. Oh, that's cool. So, okay. so my advantage is probably like two or three frames, but it's still an advantage. Right. You know? I mean, anime lovers talk to me about it because I've been I've been thinking about wanting to set that up for because Andy's doing it for Samurai Showdown. I want to try yeah. to set that up for Soul Calibur actually, and so uh, I want to see that. Oh, Soul Calibur would benefit from it for yeah. sure. I play that game online a lot. Oh, do you? Uh, I, I did. I, oh, I oh you mean out. the original, the original terrible online? You mean yeah, the the built-in yeah. terrible online? Right, right correct. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, if you if you set up a server for people to connect to to play, mm -hmm. yeah, that, it would yeah. definitely benefit. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, anime lover, maybe this weekend, maybe Saturday, we can sit down and you can walk me through how to set that up or something because I would love to just try that out. And the only thing is, it is expensive. Yeah, I know, I know, because you have to pay every hour that it's up and. And yeah, every yeah. minute that it's up and everything like that. So I think Kevin Haas said his server ended up costing him thirty three dollars last month, but he doesn't set up for a tournament. He mm. just streams. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tong Tong has had two of them set up the last month, uh, and I think they ended up costing him like one hundred fifty dollars for the month because he runs tournaments mm. every week. Okay. Okay. So it can get pretty pricey. Right. I mean, the whole thing right there is then what you hope is by running that, that you'll get more support and subscriptions and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That, right? You said, yeah, subs take care of it. Yeah. It, it, it works out. But. It's, it's Plus, kind of... Tong is loaded, so I don't know if you're... Really oh, is he? Oh, anyway. I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. Tong, okay. Tong owns, owns boba shops in Florida. Have she, you seen his car? He, he tweeted a picture of his car, like, last year. It's fucking ridiculous. No. <laughs> it's like so, it has something that has suicide doors on it. That's all I remember. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, yeah. Tong's doing all right for himself, from what I understand. God, <sighs> that's like the worst thing about it too. Is like the reason why I want to be rich is just so I can help other people. <laughs> but the scary thing about it is, is when you become rich, you lose empathy. It's it's weird, you know. I know I've talked to you about the the, the experiment that David told me about with the monopoly money and everything like that. It's like when you become rich, you just lose empathy for some reason. and That's not always true, though. Yeah. It's like if you look at there's a lot of NFL and NBA players that Allen Iverson and Eddie Curry are great examples of people yeah. who made, like, bajillions of dollars in their career, and then they ended up broke yeah, because well, they gave all their friends and family all their money. Yeah, well, Allen Iverson also got caught by a lot of scams, too. You know, a lot yeah, of people took advantage of Yeah, I mean, yeah, AI him. got screwed. Yeah, he got, he got screwed because a lot of people were like, hey, this investment can help you, blah, 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 and then they'd just run yep. away with the money and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I, I read a story about Eddie Curry uh, last week where mm. – he made $75 million in his career, and he only has, like, 5% of it left. Jesus. Uh, because, his, because his friends and family will come up, hey, man, can I hold 
two thousand bucks, and you'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, right. I, I got you. Like, this, that's why I play in the NBA. I got right. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's always true that you lose empathy when yeah. you become rich. But yeah, a lot of people go fucking full Jeff Bezos. Yeah, so. I mean, the I, I people don't know, but like in a recent conversation with uh, Tubo, I've already told him that if I ever become Hollywood, I've already given him permission to walk up and punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Just to knock me back into consciousness. Like, if it ever gets to that point where I'm like, where's my suite? Why didn't you book me a suite at this tournament? <laughs> you know, kind of thing like that. And if that ever happens to me, yeah, you can punch me in the face, Brandon. So I'm, I'm, you have total permission to do that. So I would, I would never. <laughs> well, if I'll, I be- I'll, I'll, I'll verbally punch you. Well, the I thing is, if I've become that asshole, then you'd probably want to punch me, right? So I, maybe, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then you would just unless have- you're getting me the sweet too. If you're like, give me and my boy Tubbo a sweet, I'm like, yeah, let's go, all right. Now I know how to get around getting punched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I ever become that asshole, you're gonna become my you're gonna become my uh, hanger on. Yeah, there. Exactly. I'm part of I'm part of the uh, the entourage. <laughs> part of the J- the Chenzor Dynasty entourage. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be awesome, but still, you know. Ah, oh, God. I just I just think about a lot of times the things that I could do, but you know, at the same time, when I had my job. And I was making a lot of money. I didn't spend a lot of that money on doing things that I feel like I would do now if I had that money. You know what I mean? And it's weird. Like, I I wonder to myself why I didn't do that back then. But that's also probably because even though I made a lot of money, I I just didn't, I couldn't save a lot of it. A lot of it kind of went away a lot of the times. Uh, And, uh, I mean, one of the reasons was because the place that I live in right now, I own this place. And, um, yeah, I, you, you paid off your house, right? That's your house, uh, right? Oh, well, it's not paid off. It's not paid I'm still paying for it right now. Oh, okay. But the thing about it was that when me and my brother, we bought it together, and uh, we got it for pretty cheap, to be honest with you, uh, for a really, really good price, actually. <laughs> only only $1.5 million in no, no big deal. No, see, it wasn't even that. Like, it was, it's way lower than that. But the thing about it was, since we got it, the housing market boomed and it made a lot of money and it actually almost like doubled in price. But here's the thing. My brother got married and moved out and he had to buy a house. And so he deserved to get his half of the money uh, yeah. and it went up. And so all of my savings basically kind of went into giving him his fair share so that he could buy an even more expensive house with his wife and, you know, his future two kids and everything like that. And so even though I got it at a cheaper price, it went up a lot and I still had to get hit by that, you know, kind of situation. So I've never been able to save the amount of money that I've I've wanted to, you know, and, you know, it's, it's weird because like. On one hand, it's like, why wouldn't your brother give you the homie discount because he's your brother, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, I'm his brother. Why aren't I willing to help him out so that he can buy a place for his future, for my future nephews who I love dearly? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I, I, I think it's fair. Yeah, yeah. So, cause there have been, I used to get mad at my brother for that. Like, why wouldn't you help me out? You know, why wouldn't you give me a discount? But you know, since I've gotten older, I, I understand it a little bit better now. And so, yeah, 
Dude, California is ridiculous, dude. I, I can't even explain to you how, how stupid it is living in California. And like I said, my, my mortgage isn't even that high. Like, if I told you my mortgage, you'd probably be like, God damn, that's fucking a lot of money. But, like, compared to what I could be paying, you know, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the, the cost of living in California is the reason I never moved there. Yeah. And tried to make it as a commentator because mm-hmm. how? <laughs> like, I, I, there's no job I could work there that right. would get me by. It's, it's so twisted because when you're in California, it gives you more opportunities. But then your opportunities get sucked away by the cost of living, you know, and it's, it's ridiculous. The, the way, like, the only people that have ever moved here that it makes sense are like Justin because they came from New York, which is not any yeah. better. <laughs> right. So it's like the same thing for them, you know. Justin made a smart move, though. It went to Las yeah. Vegas, where living yeah. is affordable. Yeah, and there's no, what, there's no, was it personal sales tax? No, personal. There's no, there's, there's no, there's no tax on unprepared foods, clothing, something else. Yeah. But there is, there is tax on um, property. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And also, if you drive a car, which I don't know if Justin even does. No, no, <laughs> uh, no. But if you drive a car, renewing your plates or your tabs or whatever you call it in your state every year is super expensive it's like 500 bucks oh whoa okay so yeah so they they get you other ways a little bit right however it's still like the cost of living like the overall like housing and transportation and food and all that shit is way 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 more affordable in vegas than probably ever be in socal that almost makes it so that if you live in vegas you probably could really benefit and just get away with ubering everywhere you know like it probably would cost you you less you wouldn't have to spend as much money on gas, on car insurance, on plates, all that shit like that, and just Uber everywhere. That's, and, that's what I do, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, take, I take public transit, so I take the bus a lot. Yeah. I, when I moved to Minneapolis, I had a car. Uh, and then there was a snowstorm at the job. I was working a job, and there was a snowstorm, and they wouldn't let us leave early, even though there was, like, warnings and sirens going <laughs> off. And then by the time 3 p.m. had came around, they were like, fine, yes, you go home two hours early. And uh, at, at that point, there had already been, like, two and a half feet of snowfall. So I tried driving my Subaru, my, my fucking 17-year-old Subaru home. I got it to park on the street in front of my apartment, and it died. Oh. Never started again. So I just let it get fucking towed, and I never tried to get it out, and it's gone. But uh, from that point on, since 2017, I've been public transiting. Huh. And it's cheaper for me to take the bus and Uber on occasion than it was owning a car, paying yeah. for gas, paying for maintenance, paying for insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, by yeah. far. It just is way less convenient. And now that I'm looking for a job, I'm like, fuck, I really wish I had a car because there's all these jobs out in the suburbs. <sighs> right. That if I had a car, it would take me 15 minutes to get to. Right. If I take the bus, it takes me an hour and a half. Right. And I, chances are, like, during business hours, I can't get there at all. Right. Oh, so it's God. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's just another one of those barriers where I'm just like, man... Our system is made to keep poor people poor. Yeah. And I'm not even super, like, now I'm super poor because I'm unemployed. Um, but when I work, I like I said, I made 38000 last year, mm-hmm. which in Minneapolis is, oh, like, you can get by. Right. Like, I, I, I'm paycheck to paycheck, but I'm getting by. Right. Um, 
So, like, I'm not even super poor. Like, there's people who made, like, 21000 right. last year, mm-hmm. and they're at the poverty line. And I know because I used to be one of those people. When I worked at that job where my car broke down, mm-hmm. I barely made enough to get by. Right, right. Um, like, I was eating ramen every night and just paying the bare minimum on my bills and, you know, scraping, right, scraping. Right, but, um, But, yeah, like, just fucking, just, like, having a vehicle, having a working vehicle and a license and being able to pay insurance is such a barrier of entry on mm-hmm. how our country operates and how it keeps poor people poor. It's so fucked up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating, dude. It's, like, uh, the whole concept of debt is just that, right? Because you, you, you're hoping to get, catch that person who will go into debt. The reason why credit cards exist is not for people like me, because I try to pay off my credit cards every month, right? They don't have the credit cards necessarily for me. They have the credit cards for the people who just pay the minimum, keep putting stuff on there. And so yeah, basically they're, they want the interest. they're making free money that way, right? So, hi. Whoa, look at this guy. Yeah, it sucks. This guy is that just- Nathan? Yeah, he just came up to me and just started rubbing me because he's hungry all of a sudden. But <laughs> Anime Lover mentions Justin driving the car in that show. Uh, true he did st- get his license, didn't he? He never got his license. I don't think he never he ever bothered. But before that show came up, he's like, I know they're going to make us drive. I just have this feeling because Justin <laughs> is a fighting game player and he just he anticipates these things. I took him to a parking lot. I tried to help him learn how to drive. It was very hard. <laughs> So him crashing and not doing a very good job was also kind of on me as well. <laughs> Man, I, I never had that experience. Like, as soon as I got behind a wheel, I, I got it right away. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it came very natural to me. It's interesting because Justin, so what I've actually been told is that, did you ride a bike a lot when you were a kid? I did. That helps a lot too. Uh, what happened is Justin, because he's from New York, didn't ride a bike either. And he never drove a car. And what I could tell was that most of his driving experience was from games. And this was before analog controllers and stuff like that, right? And so the way that he was driving was very digital. Like he would turn until he got to the point where he was there and then he would try to move it back to straight. And I'm yeah. like, no, you have to let go of the wheel, let it meet in the middle. And it, and when you're a biker, you've learned to just kind of naturally do that kind of thing, True. you know. And so there's just a lot of like weird, subtle things that, you know, you, you, you almost kind of take for granted. But, you know, you crash enough on a bike that you learn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, as soon as I got behind the wheel, I was like, oh, okay. That's like, at first it was scary. But within like an hour, I was like, "Oh, I got it. Yeah, sure, yeah. I can drive now." Mm-hmm. And I passed. I passed my test first try, and yeah, it dang, was, I barely passed so. my test. By the way, the first time my shit was flying color. Yeah. It was easy peasy, and that was also because I was super nervous. And two, uh, I just, I like I said, I that's just how I am. When I'm in those situations, I panic a lot. So that's just, right. Uh, Oh, I haven't ridden a bike. I actually uh, maybe two or three years ago got on a bike again because they have those public bikes that you can rent in Santa Monica. So I just wanted to get exercise and use that to to bike my way down to like Third Street Promenade or to the beach just so I can just like hang out and just enjoy the outdoors and stuff like that. And it took me almost an hour before I could actually ride the bike to the point where I felt like I wasn't going to die again, you know, because it had been like maybe over two decades since I've ridden a bike. You know, it's like, they say you don't forget how to ride a bike. You do. 
<laughs> man. I clearly did. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. Justin Wong. What a good dude. We were talking about this before uh, the stream started. Yeah. he's a, Justin's a good guy. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't really know how yeah. generous Justin Wong is. Yeah, generous is a really, ju- a really generous guy. And I feel like sometimes that is one of the reasons why that he kind of sometimes ends up with bad company, you know, is because he, he is so forgiving and he's so nice to people a lot of the times, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what can you, like, I, Justin's one of those people who, like you said, he, he might end up in bad company, but it's because he wants to see the good in everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. wants to, he wants the people that, uh, have maybe been kind of cast away a little bit. He wants to give them a chance. Yes, exactly. He wants them to to have their redemption because mm-hmm. that's just who Justin is. Yeah. Um. Right. So yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about Justin and friends, and yeah, yeah, Justin's great, but his friends suck. And I mean, you know, have your opinions on people however you want to. That's that's your prerogative. That's fine. Um. But Justin himself, Justin Wong, yeah. is such a good dude, and yeah, like you said, he doesn't get necessarily like the the credit he probably should. Because mm-hmm. that dude, that dude goes out of his way to silently help people in the FGC all the time. Yeah. Nobody, nobody even really knows about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't really care for the credit, too. And No, no, he just wants to help. And the craziest thing about it is, since he's had a kid, like, you can see that his priorities have shifted a lot and everything, and, like, it's even more so than it was before, you know, because, like I said, when he first wanted to move into my place, you know, because uh, Gutex was the one who, who, you know, put me onto that because I had the room downstairs. I was like, I want to rent it. And Gutex was like, yo, Justin's actually trying to move to California. You should hit him up. And my initial thought was like, do I really want Justin? I mean, he's like this cocky kid and like, I don't really like him and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know, but you know what? I'll talk to him. So when he came out for active gamers, which is a whole nother story, you know, I showed him my, the room and everything like that. And he was like, yeah, this is cool. And you know, he was there with his girlfriend. He's like, yeah, my girlfriend's going to move with me me, and we're going to bring a dog. And I was like, Oh God, like this is going to be crazy. And then they moved in and it just like, it just turned out that Justin was just like the most introverted, like amazing kid that I had ever like met. Like he was just such a good person. And, you know, to this day, I still think, you know, I still look up to him a lot because I think he's just a, he's a really giving kind of person. So yeah, Justin's dope. Yeah. Just another but nice things to say about that guy. Yeah. Uh, Kino Theater says that his driver's test deducted him for not slowing down in a car park. Uh, Dude, my instructor, when I passed my test, was trying to find something to fail me. He looked so regretful that I passed. (laughs) Like, he looked so frustrated that I actually passed. He was like, well, you passed, you know, kind of thing. Congratulations, I guess. Yeah, he wanted me to fail so badly because I I did so I fucked up so many times, dude. Like he drove me past the place where there was construction, and I I didn't I like was like, oh my god, I supposed to what do I do? And I panicked, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, this boy is a half Siamese, half Siamese, half Burmese. He's a Tonkinese cat, and uh, the reason why you get if you want affectionate cats, get a Burmese cat. That's that's just the way it is. Burmese are the dogs of cats. That's the way they work. Oof. 
I always wanted to get a before I got Miles, who is half like barnyard cat and half um, American bobtail. Oh, okay. Before I got him, I wanted to get an Aussie cat. An Aussie? Are, yeah, they're they're a breed that's like started like within the last twenty or thirty years or so. Like they're a relatively new breed. Uh huh. Um, but they're the smartest cat. Oh, really? They're very easy to train and like do tricks and. <laughs> Um, they're, yeah, like, they're, they're very dog-like in that fashion. They'll, they'll learn their name very quickly. Like, Miles knows his name, and he knows some things. He plays fetch. Right, he plays um, fetch with you, which I think is awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, an Aussie cat is super, super incredibly smart. And I only know that they're real, because when I, uh, lived in St. Louis, one of my jobs was window washer, and it was for, like, rich, affluent people. Like, I would go in their homes and, and clean their windows. And I went into one of their homes, and, like, these kids were playing with their cat. Like, sit, lay down, roll over, shit like that with their cat. <laughs> and I went to the, to the homeowner, I was like, what kind of cat do you have? They're like, oh, it's an Aussie cat, blah, blah, blah. He told me all about it. So, Dang. from that point, I was like, I have to get a fucking Aussie cat. It's the coolest now, thing ever. Now, when you say Aussie cat, is that, like, you like Australian Aussie or? No, no, o- O-C-I cat. Oh, whoa, okay, okay. Yeah, they're, 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 uh, they look like an ocelot. Oh, I think I know which one's your cat and name it Revolver. So I'd have Revolver Aussie cat. <laughs> Dude, obviously. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a, I, there's probably a, like maybe at least 20 or 30 already named Revolver. There's gotta be. Hi, there's gotta be. But yeah, they're, they're super, super smart cats. So I yeah, think that, I know which one. Plan. But then I got Miles and I'm happy with yeah. it. I think so I know what you're talking about. Because as soon as you said they look like an ocelot, I've definitely seen those <laughs> yeah. cats, you know. That look like ocelots. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 kind of like savannah. Savannahs are fucking huge and smart too. Dude, same thing with Maine Coons, right? <laughs> yeah, Maine Coons are huge. Yeah. I was Those just big... showing, uh, I was just showing Olaf and Kitty. One of my favorite singers is uh, Lights. I know I've brought her up on on the stream before. Mm-hmm. She's a Canadian pop singer, but she owns a cat named Stanley, and that thing is the biggest cat i've ever seen i've never seen a cat that big in my life dude that thing is ridiculous i'll see if i can find a picture of this cat again for you guys wait where's your uh where's your bud light all-stars chair james <laughs> it's off to the side dude it's all i actually i'm not sure what to do with it at this point because uh it's just taking up space at this point i mean i love it it's amazing and i wish i could have a place to use it <laughs> but i i I currently do not have a place uh, location for it. Is the is the Bud Light tournament thing is that over with now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's done. It ended. It ended. So that's kind of why I wanted to start up the Soul Caliber thing because it was it's it was just so cool and I had such a good time uh, with it and everything like that and so like I just really want to uh, I just I. I I miss that game a lot. In in a lot of ways, I realized it's the heart game of by Bandai Namco. Like it is, it's more Samurai Showdown than Tekken. Sure. And 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 I was like, man, this game is so much fun. I love this game. So here, let me let me see if I can do this here. You're, I'm gonna I'm gonna create like the Inception thing for a second here, but uh, let me see if I can get this over here on the stream. Yeah. So if you look, uh, this is lights, and that's our cat Stanley. Oh. If you look in the in, if you look in the stream chat over the, it looks One big like, boy. that is a ginormous cat over here, and I mean look at this That's thing. Medium sized dog. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know cats could get. I mean this is a bear, right? I mean this is like half bear. 
it's kind of ridiculous so and I still need to set up a third monitor just so I can do this easier so I don't do that to people here there we go yeah. yeah that is a gigantic chunk of a cat dude so it's like I, I always I actually do tweet at her all the time and apparently she knows who I am now because I tweet at her all the time so it's one of my claim to fames and stuff like that but uh uh, I, that's your uh, that's your Lupe that's your Lupe fiasco for me. Yeah, basically, I've tried to meet her in person, you know, like after a concert and something like that, but I failed. But one of the people that is actually on my stream a lot was a concert photographist and a uh, photographer. Sorry, photographist is not a word. Photographer. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's going to be the signature attack of the photographer yeah, character. You know, <laughs> photographer by day, crime fighter by night, you know. Exactly. Uh, but one of the guys that was in my chat would do that. And so he would actually send me some of the photos that he took of her concerts in Chicago and stuff. And it was actually really cool. And he actually got to meet her and do like an interview kind of thing with her. And, you know, he brought me up. And she was like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. You know, I remember him tweeting at me and stuff. And I was I remember like, that creeper. yeah, I was like, yes, no, she can she can put the restraining order on me officially now. You know, <laughs> I've been officially restrained by lights, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> no, but she she's also because like she she's upset. She's a nerd. Right. So she used to play lots of World of Warcraft and all these things like that. And. You know, uh, one of her songs, uh, one of the concerts that I went to uh, for her in California for one of the songs, she had like a, she had a video screen behind her that was showing footage all day and it would it was switch between like Sailor Moon and then it showed like Street Fighter 2 with like Chun-Li and everything like that. And I was like, oh, my God, my worlds are colliding. And, and, you know, I was like going crazy. And then the funniest thing was after that concert was over, I was standing in the lobby waiting my, for my friend to get out of the bathroom. And someone walked up to me, and this was right when Street Fighter V came out. And some guy just walked past me and was like, I felt like there was eight frames of lag from the studio to, like, uh, to, to the audience. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, big fan, and walked away. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Which is actually kind of funny. I think the only time I've had a, a fan come up to me, like, not at a fighting game thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And recognize me for that because I've had lots of people recognize me from scare tactics, especially like <laughs> that's awesome. Like, that's that so happened cool. often, dude. No fucking joke. I'll tell two stories about that real quick. But on my way to pick up my copy of Street Fighter Four, uh -huh. uh, my GameStop got it late because there's actually like snow in Vegas. Uh huh. And if there's any snow at all in Las Vegas, they lose their fucking mind. So. They got it a day late, and I didn't have a ride, and my GameStop was like two and a half miles away. I was like, Ooh. I want to play Street Fighter. I'm going to go get it. So I'm walking oh, no shit, in the middle of the street on my block. It was empty. This guy jogging is running past, uh -huh. and he'll see me over at me, and he runs like maybe another ten steps and stops. Uh -huh. Takes off his head, and he goes, hey. I was like, oh, this dude wants to fight or something. I don't know. <laughs> Are you the guy from that show? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, my God. I'm going to call my wife. <laughs> he made me talk to his fucking wife. He's like, baby, baby, I got the guy from the show that tackled the guy. And so I'm talking to this guy's wife. Uh, and she was ecstatic. He was pumped. And, yeah, it was so – but, yeah, on my way to get Street Fighter 4. 
We're Dude. Xbox 360. That, that's what happened. And again, if the people who haven't seen the previous episodes, that's because you were a fucking hero in that shit, dude. Like, people don't know. It was one of those, like, he got put on scare tactics. It was meant to freak him out. They tried to put him on a fake, like, catch your spouse cheating show. And instead, they walk in on, like, someone murdering somebody instead. And instead of freaking out and running away, what this guy did was just immediately like adrenaline charged the guy attacking the lady and like fucking like pummeled him and shit like that dude like that's amazing i still think that's an amazing story dude so and i'm a big dude when it comes to fight or flight i'm not flying anywhere <laughs> <laughs> i want to say it's a hero as much as i, I did what i had <laughs> Well, still, a lot of people wouldn't have done that shit, dude. And, like, they I, also I, didn't show how badly you fucked that guy up, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. They, they, uh, the reason they told me they didn't show me, like, punching him uh-huh. is because they, they, the camera guy had to put down his camera to come stop me. Oh. And they didn't have they didn't, like, that part of the screen, like, where they had cameras set up, so they just didn't have a good shot of it. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, and also, uh, if you guys ever look up the clip, you see me getting pulled off by the host. That's my acting debut. That was all acting. The what actually happened is I tackled Sven, uh-huh. uh, which is the name of the, the actor. Uh-huh. Um, I started beating his ass, and the host tried to pull me off, and I elbowed him. And the camera guy tried to pull me off, and I elbowed him because I didn't know what the fuck in my brain. Right. Like, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And I'm thinking like they're just trying to get me to stop from hurting this guy. Uh-huh. You know, like I, I clearly incapacitated them. They're trying to pull me off to stop me. I'm like, nope, I'm knocking this dude out. Oh, and shit. so eventually they both grabbed me and pulled me off and I'm like on the floor uh-huh. like dude stop 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 um so yeah when when the one when the one bald dude the host the host uh-huh. pulls me off that was me acting oh <laughs> they had to shoot something yeah, they, of they you reached, we reshot that right <laughs> that's hilarious dude oh yep. my god oh that's yeah, funny so that, was, that was my acting debut i thought i killed it i thought i did pretty good right. nobody thought it was fake so dude i wouldn't have guessed it dude but i mean the guy that you hit <coughs> he was he was pumped i've never there's i've never met anyone in my life that was more excited to get hit in the face than right yeah guy. he actually didn't hold it against you at all right oh so. he was so excited he he was like probably actually like surprised at how heroic you were, huh? Yeah, he was. He's like, no one does that. No one sticks up for girls anymore. I was like, yeah, dude, you're like six foot five, and you know, if you didn't turn your back to me, I don't know if I would have came at you, but you <laughs> did. So <laughs> you fucked up, dude. That's awesome, dude. So good, good shit on that guy too. By the way, seriously, yeah, good yeah. shit on that guy, dude. Guy. Yeah, I mean, those are the kind of stories, like, I talk about how many people I would take bullets for in the FGC, you know, and I talk about Yipes saving the old man from, like, the the fucking train, the subway tracks and shit like that, and re-injuring his ankle and stuff, and, like, hearing your story about the scare tactics thing, it's why I would take a bullet for you, too, dude, (laughs) so, seriously, dude. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, just people doing what they're supposed to do, man. Uh, Maybe. I got Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes, like I said, that's the thing is like everyone always wants, that's why I'm like kind of almost disappointed in myself, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, you know, because I didn't go out and protest. 
And a lot of the times I, 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 I hate myself for that, you know, because it, it does mean a lot to me. And I, and I really am behind the movement, but at the same time, like my own fear of mortality and things like that, you know, COVID and, and just, you know, getting attacked by police and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm kind of terrified of that shit. And I, I like, it's weird. And this is why, like I said, you know, going back to that topic again, like, I don't feel like I want to burden anybody by dating me because <laughs> I just don't feel like a good human being half the time. Uh, I mean, you're definitely not a bad person, Jamie. Yeah. If you were, I wouldn't be on the podcast with you, dude. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even outside of that, I felt really guilty at first, too, for not getting because I live in Minneapolis. Like, that shit was walking distance from me, all of it. And I really wanted to go out. And at the time, I was dating this girl, and she was like, "No, no, don't go riot. You're gonna get arrested." And I was like, "I want to. I'm so pissed off. I want to go fight, mm -hmm. basically." And she was like, I, "I don't think you should." And I was like, "Okay, you're probably right." And then you know, COVID and all that shit. So I didn't go do any of that, and I didn't protest. Um, and I felt really guilty about it until I was on Katana Prime stream oh, for shit. Killer Instinct, and I helped yeah. raise like three thousand dollars in like an hour and a half. Okay. And okay. then I was, then I suddenly I was like, okay, I've contributed in a way right. that's meaningful, and now I don't feel as guilty. So I mean, I understand right. what you're going through, but also find a different way to contribute yeah. so you don't have that that burden and feel like yeah. a bad person. Because I was right there with you. Because um, a, a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times people are always telling me that you know, oh, look at this guy, he's just virtue signaling, and a lot of the times I, one, I hate that term by the way, because it's a way to discredit people for trying to do good, but at the same yep. time, like, I, I kept wondering to myself, maybe I, maybe I am, you know, a little bit because I don't feel like I'm doing enough, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like I have an audience, so I have to talk about it, you know, I have, yeah, yeah, and, I have a big. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry to mean. No, 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 no. I was just saying I have a big following on Twitter, so I feel like I had to say stuff, you know, and I felt like that was my way of contributing. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that. I, I think that's totally acceptable, man. I mean, it's I think not saying anything is acceptable, too. Like, I just. We live yeah. in a time where no matter what you say and what you do, there's going to be a group of people or a person or someone a troll or an edge lord or whatever right. the fuck you want to call them they're going to try to make you feel bad no matter what you do or don't right. do. yeah like the, it's 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 like for a really good example is lebron james <laughs> lebron james speaks out about one thing and then everybody gets in his twitter feed and goes why did you speak out about this other thing oh yeah related. i know right <laughs> you guys man you can't you can't support every fucking thing all the right. time like you can't you can't do it you will i, I i've tried <laughs> I mean, I, go I just told the story on the Tuesday show that after the, the Evo after party thing happened last year, uh, one of the victims, I reached out to them and I was just like, you know, if you ever need to talk or whatever like that, you know, or if you ever need any help or anything like that. And that person actually responded to me and was like, hey, everyone keeps telling me you are the one who roofied people like that was what they told her was that I was the one that was doing it. Jesus. You know, I mean, like, that's that's the degree at which, like, people are coming after me and stuff like that, you know? And the funniest thing is, I, I told this exact story on the Tuesday show, I talked to Olaf about that, and Olaf was, he's like, James, I love you, but even if you wanted to roofie someone, you would have no idea how to. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, and I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Big facts. Yeah. Like, so do I, do I like hand that to them and tell them that? Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to get it. Like that's what he was. That's kind of yeah. like one of his points was. He was like, you would have no idea where to get anything. Like you wouldn't even do. You know, I mean, it wasn't even that long ago. Maybe only like five years ago that I made some comment about injecting weed. You know, and I was, <laughs> and people were like, did you just say you inject weed, James? And I was like, oh, uh, no, I. Uh... Man, if you get some weed, you can inject. Introduce me. I want to try that shit out. <laughs> Like, For real. People don't understand how naive I am and and, and, that, and and like sheltered too. Like I totally admit it. And that's why like, you know, thir- like seven years ago when I used the, the, the soft A on the N word, like I literally thought it was a term of solidarity. You know, I had no idea it was anything like I thought I was trying to do it to be cool and to be friends with people. And like I, I didn't know. Uh, and people are like, you were like 30-something. That was only seven years ago. How could you not know? And I'm like, because I'm stupid. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, I was real big dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally, uh, like, I don't know how else to explain it, you know? Yeah, right? A little while ago where I got my name from. Um, when I played high school football, our running back made a joke one time that said, I was so fat that I didn't bring Tupperware for my lunch. I brought Tubbleware, like the big storage containers. And I was just like, that's funny. That's what I'm calling myself now. And that was that. Dang, that's funny. Yeah. I didn't even know that, there was such a thing it. as Tubbleware. Yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 it. That's Tubbleware. <laughs> that's where it came from. There's no special story. That's it. Oh, man. I know, right, DJ Blues? I come from freaking San Bernardino which is like the, the, the gang capital of the world and everything like that, and yet somehow I'm still so sheltered and, uh, and, uh, and, and just completely naive on the whole thing. But that's the way I was, you know? It's just, this is how it is. Uh, oh, I mean, I've told the story of Jay Chenzor before. Uh, not nearly as... Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's more or less interesting. I don't know. You guys could be the judge, but I'm a big fan of They Might Be Giants, the band... Uh, the very, very first thing I ever did on the internet was a They Might Be Giants news group. And they just came out with a brand new album called John Henry. And uh, one of the songs on there was Meet James Enzor. And James Enzor is a Belgian painter uh, who painted pictures of tragic and tragedy and stuff like that in, during World War II. If you go to the Getty Museum here in California, you can see one of his paintings. There's a giant painting. And the song is literally about James Enzor, the Belgian painter. <laughs> and so I went on the news group and I said, I'll call myself James Chenzor. <laughs> of course it's a pun. And um, when UCLA, when I was at UCLA, they finally got email accounts for students. Like that's when they got email accounts for students that when you became a student, you got an email account and it was limited to only eight characters long. And so I couldn't, James, J. Chen, James Chen was obviously all taken already and everything. Sure. So I yeah. just called myself J. Chenzor. That's what I used then that email address, jchenzor at ucla.edu for all of the AGSF2 stuff and uh, for alt games uh-huh. SF2, Street Fighter 2. And that's what it is. That's where it's been. That's who you are now. 
Yep, that's who I am. And since then, I mean, like literally my entire cell phone life, basically, uh, my ringtone has been this little bit of music here. And that's because that's from the song, Meet James Enzor. Like, that's <laughs> literally from the song, Meet James Enzor. So I've had that as my ringtone since, like, the beginning of time. It's crazy. So, and yeah, I always joke that it sounds like I'm a fan of Power Rangers, right? We need the power of the Chenzor now, you know? Like, <laughs> no, it's, it was just, it's just Jay Chenzor. That's it. It's just James Enzor, and I added the CH. And there's, I named myself after a Belgian painter, so... So, I do have to be up in the morning, but I want to talk about one thing before we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the topics yeah, that we, we want to talk about? Rocket Arena yet. So, what? Is that a sequel to Rocket League? No. It has nothing to do with Rocket League. Oh, there's really? No, there's no cars. None of that. Wow, okay. Now... It's a third-person shooter, 3v3 game. Uh, it's, a, it's a shooter with hit stun, like a fighting game. Oh, whoa. So the way the game works is you have a health bar, and as the bar goes up, your character flies farther back, like a game you might know called Smash Bros. <laughs> okay. Uh, however, you can get what's put into called into a, a Mega Crash, where your life bar is full and you get hit one more time by a big attack, you automatically die. Uh huh. So I completely like Smash Brothers, but it is like, excuse me, it is like Smash, and where. You can knock someone off the stage and then spike them and gimp them so they can't get back up. Mm -hmm. um, there's tons of movement options. There is directional oh. influence, just like Smash. Uh, so essentially, it's a third-person shooter with really cool characters, kind of like Overwatch-ish, but they're very Disneyed out. Um, oh. A lot of the female characters look like Disney princess type. Like, their eyes are real big and... Um, it's a, it's a really pretty game. It's a thirty dollar game. It just came out. I sound like I'm fucking paid to, to do all this. I'm not. I guarantee it. <laughs> uh, Keith had seen the game and was like, "Man, this game looks really cool." Because it got announced whenever EA announced Skate Four. That right. That yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Rocket Arena had like, I don't know, like two or three minutes on there. Uh, yeah. And he saw that. He was like, "Yeah, this game looks like it might be fun." And then it came out yesterday or two days ago, and he was like, "This game is awesome." And I was like, "Man, I don't have a job, but when I get one, I'll buy it." And he was like, don't worry about it, I'll gift it to you. Oh, no. So right. he, okay. me and him and one of our other friends have been playing it, I don't know, over the last two days, we probably played it like four to six hours. Um, it's super fucking fun. It's a super fun game. Uh, there are microtransactions, but they're only cosmetic. Oh, and you nice. And cosmetic shit just by playing anyways. Okay, okay. Um, there are some, like, perks, or I think they're called artifacts in that game, like Call of Duty, where you attach something to your character and it, they'll make them, like, 10% faster. Or oh, okay, okay, okay. Quicker. If you take so much damage, you do more damage, shit like that. Um, yeah. But the game is super fucking fun. I really want people to play it. If any of you guys pick up Rocket Arena, like I said, it's $30. Oh, has crossplay. has full crossplay between Steam, Origin... PS4 and Xbox One. Oh dang! Okay, okay. So, like ranked matches and play player matches, everything, um, full crossplay, and you can play private matches. So if you just want to play with your with your bros, yeah, you I'm, can play I'm, with your friends. I'm actually looking at pictures of it right now. I 
And Dude, I tried streaming it today, but my PC wasn't strong enough to stream the game and play it at the same Dude, time. Dude, my PC wasn't strong enough to stream Street Fighter V and play the game at the same time. <laughs> God, my PC is ridiculously old. I mean, it's weird. It's eight years old now, but eight, eight yeah, about eight years old, and that's fucking ancient for a PC. It is, yeah. But the thing about it is, if this game is third person, I might actually be able to play it. Because I, I can play Splatoon, but I cannot play Overwatch. There's there's a Splatoon character in the game. Her name is Am Amphora. Uh-huh. She turns into a fucking manta ray. And oh, moves around the map and like blasts up. And it's like a Shoryuken. It's like a Shin Ryuken. It goes straight <laughs> up in the air. It's a tidal wave. And it can blow characters off the, the map, like straight up. That's hilarious. So they actually put in a Splatoon homage character almost to try to pull yep. in the Splatoon players, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it, like I said, it's very Overwatchy. It's very Disney-like. Like, yeah. even the music is very Disney-like. Uh, in non-ranked matches, there's uh-huh. a treasure hunt mode where it's like, um, it's like keep away. Like, you go and get the treasure, you keep it away. And then after uh-huh. that round, the treasure explodes and coins go everywhere. You have to collect coins. And it plays music that sounds very similar to Mario. That's a lot of homages like huh. that. It's, it's a really, really fun game. All right. It's very skill based. Um, there's no like, there's no hit stand oh, bullets. Like everything has to be led. All the shots have to be led. Oh. Every character has a different shot arc on their attacks. Like, it's it's a good fucking game. I hope the more people play it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, like I said, it's brand new. It came out two days ago. So I've never played shooters. I'm terrible with analog controls. Like I tried playing Star Wars Battlefront on the PS4, and you mm-hmm. know I'm one of those people that like if I'm trying to aim for this guy, but like he's like my cursor's in the middle, like right here. Like if my cursor's in the middle and he's over here, I move the analog and he goes boom and I shoot and I go boom and I go shoot and I boom and I go shoot and I like I cannot hit him to save my life because I can't, I'm bad at analog controllers. What about mouse and keyboard? So that's the thing is I've never tried to play a first person shooter with mouse. I did it with uh, Overwatch when I was at David's place that one time. I was doing that. And so if I played this game, I probably would try it on a PC just so I can do the mouse and keyboard and see if it actually works out for me. So Anybody who tries to tell you that mouse and keyboard isn't better than a controller, they're... They're yeah. on. They're lying. I st- Chris Edlia is a fucking liar. <laughs> well, like it, it just, it, it, a mouse is inherently more accurate yeah. than a control stick ever could be. Yep. It's kind of like it's a little bit like Hitbox versus Arcade Stick. Hitbox, if you can control it, if you're if you have the dexterity, is inherently better. It's yeah, more yeah, accurate. Yeah, yeah. It just, mm-hmm. it just is. Period. Yeah. The, it's uh, very similar. The. Uh, that's why, like, with the GameCube controller, I thought of this idea a long time ago, and I don't know why they've never done this. But, you know, you have a controller like this, and instead of a second analog stick over here, I don't know why they haven't made a controller that just has an upside-down mouse. You know, like the trackball mice. Like, I don't know why they haven't made a controller with a trackball over here yet, because then you can essentially use it like a mouse. And it would be way more accurate than having to worry about the recentering spring of this thing. You know what I mean? Like, you could literally use it like a trackball. And I feel like that would be so good for console first-person shooters. What's that? So it, it, it might happen eventually. But also, yeah, yeah what Andres has said, imagine trying to maintain a trackball. Yeah. Those things get real gross if you don't, like, take them out and clean them. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's why it's so easy just to drop a trackball out of a controller 
uh, out of the actual trackballs on your desktop yeah. because they want you to clean it. And so if you had it on yeah, a controller, yeah. put it, everyone's going to be losing trackballs everywhere, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah it would be rough. That's probably true. It's probably gamers true. are fucking gross, so. Yeah. Oh, did the Steam controller do that? I don't even remember. Yeah, the Steam controller has a trackpad. Oh, it has two right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and oh, Steam yeah, has sales yeah, yeah. on them pretty often where they're only five bucks, so. Are they good, though? I mean, do they... Yeah, they're, they're good quality controllers. They're just weird because they have two trackpads rather than two control sticks. Is this this Valve wireless Steam controller with the... Yeah, with two trackpads. Yeah. That's weird looking. It is. It's very different. But people that people that use it seem to like it. Yeah, okay. That's what I was wondering if people actually, like, really enjoy using it when they use something like that, so... Oh, do they not make them anymore? I know they used to have them on sale all the time for like five bucks. Uh, well, that's probably why, because no one was yeah, buying. Yeah, they're probably trying to push them. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I can do keyboard and mouse. I don't think it would be a problem. Like I said, I've done it before, uh, like playing on David's computer and stuff. And I, I played Half-Life a little bit on my PC, like my previous PC that I had, because uh, someone got me Half-Life and I and I started playing it. I never even made it all that far through because I'm that idiot who doesn't want to kill anybody in Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that, you know. I was playing Half-Life and I walked up and one of the NPC scientists was talking to me and I hit the swing the crowbar button because I didn't know you could hit NPCs. And I hit him and he stopped talking and ran away and I started laughing because it was just hilarious because he was just like talking and then I hit him and he was like, oh, and he ran away from me. And then I was like, I felt so bad about it that I turned off the game and I never played it again. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, try Rocket Arena, everybody out there. It's okay. a good game. Play with me. James, if you get it, I'll, I'll teach you how to play a shooter on PC. Yeah. It's weird for me to say, cause I've been doing that since I was like 10. <laughs> I just, like I said, because it's third person, I think I could do it that I wouldn't get sick. Just having the character on the screen is enough to center my vision that it disconnects me enough that I feel like I'm using a character in a game instead of it's me walking around, you know? Also, uh, if you ever do want to play first person shooter games, mm -hmm. there's use to offset your motion sickness yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i know it, overwatch it change like the, the point of view and the frame of view yeah and like how wide the screen is and shit like because there are other people that obviously have the same problem yeah and usually yeah. what they change is their um their frame of view yeah. they widen it and it doesn't give you like the the feeling that you're that person oh interesting okay i mean like, I, I, I just, I get motion sickness very easily. Like I said, I did that 3D game that Elevator and, and Crackfeed yeah, were yeah, trying yeah. to do. That thing made me sick. The, the Harry Potter rides at, at Universal Studios just absolutely murdered me. And, like, I couldn't walk for, like, an hour and stuff, you know. Yeah. It, like, those things mess me up really badly. It's really weird. So, I, I still blame my mom for that because I used to read in the backseat of the car all the time when I was a little kid. And she's one day she was like, stop reading in the back car. You'll get sick. And I'm like, I don't get sick. And then I started getting sick from that day because I started <laughs> thinking about it a little bit. And so, yeah, yeah. she put it in your head. <laughs> Interesting. Dang, that's, that's crazy because when I saw your tweet, you know, from when I saw Adam tweeting about it and you responding and you talking to him about it. Like, I was totally just picturing Rocket League, that you guys were just playing Rocket League, you know, and flipping cars everywhere and everything like that. And 
Dude, I, I bet a lot of people are going to have the same... It's going to have the same effect as, right. as Rocket in the title. I wonder if that was a mistake Rocket, or intentional they did that, you know? I, maybe. I don't know, man. But either way... I, I actually, me and, me and Adam were playing ranked matches early, and we got matched up with Golden Boy, the, <laughs> the commentator. Uh, there's some dude, he's playing a character called Top Notch that can fly, uh-huh. and he's kind of a sniper. He's uh-huh. like, man, this Top Notch is fucking me up. And I looked at the... The scoreboard. I was like, "Oh shit, that's Golden Boy." <laughs> so then I, I intentionally started attacking only Golden Boy. <laughs> now, are you sure it was him or someone? Per- yeah, yeah. I went into his stream afterwards. He was streaming the game. Oh, sweet. Okay, okay, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> so you stream sniped him then? <laughs> uh, after, yeah, after yeah. we played, I went into his stream. I told him I hate him and fight me in real life. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I, I we, we've talked before I, I hope he knows who i am oh okay 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 got it got it <laughs> dude DJ, i think adam tweeted at him too yeah dj blues you have to you have to understand this is what it's like being around me all the time all i ever do is talk shit about myself i mean one one girl that i was really interested in one time eventually just looked at me and was like why are you always self-deprecating yourself like, you're always making bad jokes about yourself. And I was just like, because sometimes I think of these great insults and I don't want to insult other people, so I put it on myself instead. Like, something, someone will say something and you'd be like, oh, well, you're a dumbass because blah, blah, blah. And I would always turn it, well, if it was me, I would do this, you know. And I would always turn it to, to be a way to insult myself. It was, it's, ugh. It's just, it's just the way that I am, dude. James, if I ever end up moving to SoCal, if I end up being your next roommate, we're going to find you a girl. It's going to be the love of your life. You're going to get married. You're going to forget about me and the FTC forever. But that's going to be like my goal is making sure that you love yourself enough that you can love someone else. Dude, I am moving you out to Southern California. <laughs> I'm going to kick Olaf out now just so you can come here and uh, and help me with that. Good night, Olaf, but uh, you got to go, man. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Olaf does a lot of that, too. He tries to help me with that, but uh, I think he also doesn't try to push it too much, so, you know. Yeah, I'll be aggressive with that shit. <laughs> you already know. You already know. I fucking basically made you sign up for Bumble. Yeah, I know. I've actually signed up for Bumble, which I used for about three days and stopped, so, <laughs> basically, so. Because that's the Dude, other Bumble, problem. Bumble's hard, man. Bumble is, that's a rough fucking yeah. way to meet and I also like heard Bumble in particular is rough. Yeah, I heard that's also like a very, like a very like maybe more wealthy kind of highbrowish kind of. It is. Well, yeah, that, that's why that's why Bumble's tough because it's only the the female, the woman has to say hello first. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And for a lot of women who aren't used to that, it's intimidating, so they become extremely picky. <laughs> yep. Extremely picky. If like, yep. if and, and like the fucked up part is like a lot of them will just be like, hey. <laughs> like, hey, what up? How you doing, cutie? Not as hey. Yeah. And then you have to create the conversation, anyways. But regardless, yeah, Bumble has that reputation. Now, it didn't start off that way, but it has a reputation. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Women are very picky on Bumble. Well, if I, I mean, could convince you to get on Tinder at some point, I think you'd actually have real success. Because it's funny, because like I could sit here and say, well, I wouldn't know about that conversation starter because no one ever messaged me. But I will, yeah, yeah. Al- but I will Bumble. also say that I've maybe swiped. What is it? Left to accept, right to go away. No, I think right I, is right is good. Left is oh, bad. Okay, I think I might have swiped right, like maybe on like ten people total. <laughs> oh, 
yeah. So, <laughs> those are rookie numbers. You got to up those yeah. numbers, Jack. You just got to be like... <laughs> Don't do that either. Man, dude, I know way too much about dating apps. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, so dating apps have an algorithm that's similar to ELO. What? If you, if you swipe right too many times and people don't match you back, you get pushed into a lower bracket. What? Yep, big fucking facts, dude. Because they're scared what? of spammers, probably, or something. Yes, exactly. They want to. They want to get rid of bots. Okay. So yeah, they don't want people to just like don't give a fuck. They want people to actually find quality matches, and because those people then go give good reviews about Tinder and Bumble and right, whatever, the right? Inch, whatever you're using, because they go. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't match with that many people, but I found the right person because they did what you're supposed to do mm -hmm. and actually match with people you'd want to meet. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's there's a hidden ELO in every single yeah. uh, dating app. I mean, like, I used eHarmony a long time ago, you know, and uh, I didn't, uh, again, same situation, I didn't write to that many people, but I, like, never got responses from anybody, and that always depressed me. You know, I did I did go out like with a couple of girls from eHarmony, but like they never really went anywhere. One of them I really liked, but I I don't even want to get into how that one got messed up, dude. Ugh, still right. still That's fucking fair. mad about that one. But um, uh, you know, it's just it's one of those. It's like it's weird because when I write to someone and they don't write me back, it's not just like well okay keep trying. It's me it's me now going. Fuck, what's wrong with me? I should have said something different. Maybe I should have tried another approach. And I sit there and I think nope. about it. And then I get depressed. And then I beat myself up. So well, you have to understand is that women get 50 times the mm -hmm. amount of attention and messages that men do. Yep. Like, yep. If you ever have like a, a female friend that is on dating apps yeah. and they use it consistently, there's... Like, hey, can I look at your inbox real quick? I won't read anything. Just let me see how many messages you have. Yeah. And they'll go yeah. through the fucking list. Like a goddamn Rolodex of yeah. dudes just trying to, you know, holler at them. So this... you can't, like, you can't get upset about that. And and also, you're not going to be everyone's type. Like, yeah. you're not going to match with everyone you want to match with. Yeah. Like, that's just how it is. David's ex-roommate was a very attractive Puerto Rican girl, and uh, he t he was always tell me this uh, story where he would just like see her, and she would just have every day hundred messages, and she'd just have to be like no 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 no, and it's yep. just like what do you do you know <laughs> what do you do <laughs> at this point? So yeah, that's that's kind of the reason why like dating apps have actually gotten harder to get dates. Than they were. My brother met his wife through eHarmony, you know, but that was before yeah. online dating was huge. And so everybody sure. on there was serious and everything. And, you know, now when you go on there, it's like you're yelling into a bar and you're not competing with everybody in that bar, but with everybody else in the entire world, you know? Yeah, it's a bit different now. Um, but yeah, DJ Blues, you said that Tinder is supposed to be the hookup app. It was when it was created. Most people don't really, I mean, of course, people hook up on Tinder, yeah, they, yeah, but they hook yeah. up on every dating app. That's right, not right. that's not like strict to Tinder. But mm -hmm. every every girl that I've dated for the past five years, six six years, besides the one girl that I almost moved to Scotland right. for, uh, have I've met them all on Tinder. Every single one. Mm -hmm. I've gone on dates with other people from other apps. I've definitely hooked up with people on <laughs> Tinder. Like I'm not gonna say that hasn't happened too. 
Um, but all my all my like actual relationships came from Tinder. Right. Yeah, I mean it's it's weird too because also my biggest problem too is that I know that Asian men suffer very badly on dating apps. As yeah, well. it's rough. Yeah, I think it's like Asian men and then black women. Black women, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's like the the roughest. Those are the two most uh, difficult ethnicities to be to, the the most categories to to have the hardest time on those apps. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. So, I mean. I still stand by if I can get matches, so can you. <laughs> but see, you're a white dude, dude. You're a white dude. Yeah, I'm a fat white guy. Yeah, but like I said, I think fat white guys are more popular than any Asian guy on a dating app. That's I, I would say that's true in the Midwest, but I don't think that's true in SoCal. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I... Like, I, like here you would be an outlier. Right. Where you're from, like, there's tons of Asian people. It's more normal. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, well, that's the other problem too, is most Asian girls that I meet are like, I would never date an Asian guy. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> what idiot? Like, it, man, look, if I, if I could date James Chen, I'd be on that. <laughs> well, then I, I don't have to move you into Olaf's room. I just have to move you into my room. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Like, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we slept in the same room, man. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It's like, because I've seen studies before, you know, like guys will create the same profile, one with an Asian guy picture, one with a white guy picture. And, you know, obviously it's the exact same profile, but like the white guy picture gets way more responses. Like they send yeah. out the same message to everybody and stuff like that. So. It's always one of those yeah, situations. So. Dude, I, I thought about like making a, a fake profile before and making like with an attractive dude. Or I shouldn't say attractive, with a thin guy. Uh-huh. And just see what happens. Because uh-huh. I know for like everyone that I've met on like through dating apps, uh-huh. um, I mean, a few of them have been like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I, I like big dudes. Like, whatever, that's fine. Well, almost all of them uh, have told me, like, I'm like, hey, why did you, why did you mm-hmm. end up talking to me? They'll say that after I started talking to them, they became interested. Mm. So I know that it's like me putting it, like it's my personality carrying the fuck out of how I look and not, you know, the other way around. <laughs> so I'm, I've always thought like, man, what if I was like just an average looking thin dude? Like I, I would probably <laughs> fucking slay on Tinder. You'd be raking it in at this point in time. I, I didn't feel like I would like this average white guy. Easy peasy. Oh man! But then again, maybe not. Maybe I actually am good looking, and people are into. I don't know. Fucking who cares? <laughs> who knows? What? Whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Having a low self-esteem sucks, dude. I'll tell you that right now. Dude, I look, man. I wasn't born this way. All right, I faked it till I made it. Right. And yeah. even then, I have a lot of internal "you suck" type thoughts. I just right. don't outwardly display them, and people get fooled into thinking that I you know, and confident and mm-hmm. all that shit. The truth is like, man, I suffer from anxiety so bad. I couldn't think any lower of myself sometimes. Like, <laughs> just, I don't put that out in the universe. So people don't think that of me. It's the only difference between, you know, like maybe myself and the way you actually think it's just right, right. A presentation thing, which sucks because man, I would love to be honest all the time. Yeah. And yeah, not yeah. Have to put on, like the show, the last girl I dated, um, we had like a, a very uh, a very deep conversation about why we're into each other and blah blah blah, and I was I was like, well, she was like, well, I think you're very genuine, and I was like, yeah, I mean, sure, like I've heard that before. Uh-huh. She's like, also, you have a bravado. 
Oh, and I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> and like for the duration of the time we were dating, uh, she just dumped me like two weeks ago, anyways. But oh no, uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I I gave her shit for saying that I had a bravado because it was just <laughs> funny to to make fun of. But she she's not wrong though. Like I, I do have, I don't want to call it a persona because it, it is myself. It is me. It's 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 Brandon. It's it's the it's Tubbo. Whoever you want to refer to me, it's myself. But it's definitely like a like a showtime type uh, thing. It's like when I'm gonna get on the stage at Evo or Combo Breaker or CEO, like I hit the switch. Or if I'm gonna yeah, go yeah, on a, yeah, a, yeah. a or a first date, like I, I mentally like switch, like mask off. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'm I'm like I'm pulling my dick out basically. This is what I tell people. Right, <laughs> I right. tell culture, like, I'm about to pull my dick out. I don't mean like actually pull my dick out, I mean like I'm flipping the switch. I'm going to go all, like, right. balls of the wall. I'm going all out. I'm gonna... So she wasn't wrong. But if you, like, find the Jay Chensor bravado, dude, you, would, <laughs> you would fucking kill it uh, in, in, in dating apps, I think. All you have to do to, do, to get the James Chen bravado is come up to me and say, I'm better in Tetris than you. And then I'm just going <laughs> Then I'm going to get mad. <laughs> Golden Boy just tweeted back at me and Keats. Oh, man. Fellas, love this game. Dude, Rocket Arena is so fun. Oh, man. Yeah, James, dude, just fuck. I'm telling you, man, just... I'm calling you I'm calling you Bravado Brandon from now on, you realize, right? So you should put that in your Tinder profile now. Bravado. I have a lot of Bravado. Oh, no. <laughs> my, my Tinder profile is usually something like... Um, I put, like, one statement per line, and it'll be, like, own my own place had, when I was working... Had a grown-up job. Yeah, had yeah, a yeah. Cat. Just like facts. Lost a bunch of weight, like et cetera, et cetera. Just like facts of, you know, who I, I am. Without, I actually like, trying to sound too cocky. Like I feel like I want to put down. If I ever made a Tinder profile, I feel like I want to put down. I'm better in Tetris than you are. <laughs> you should. That's that's a strong thing to put in your profile. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nobody would take it too seriously. Right. Like, oh uh-huh. yeah. Tetris it's a fun video game right. they wouldn't think you're like a cocky asshole <laughs> but also it's like just interesting enough to be like oh so you think you're good at Tetris huh <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of girls will put uh, Mario Kart in there oh interesting at least, okay. at least in Minneapolis because we have an up down and they have like a giant Mario Kart setup. oh okay gotcha 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 but it's pretty popular out here so yeah a lot of a lot of chicks will talk about they're good at Mario Kart which <laughs> if somebody says they can beat me at Mario Kart they're right I am awful at Mario Kart <laughs> I, hey, you're talking to top A Evo Mario Kart I, DS I know, right know, here, yeah. okay? <laughs> do you, uh, honest, honest question. Do you, you're right, you're right, you're right, right. It's yeah, PS1, yeah, yeah. PS1. Sorry, sorry. It had like a bunch of bugs and glitches, right? Well, it just, it, it wasn't accurate. It turned out it wasn't accurate. NKI tried it and was like, I think this is accurate enough. And then, like, a whole bunch of things didn't work. And Watson was super mad because he did things that would work in the arcade and it didn't work. And he was like, what? And he would lose. And so then Darkseid Phil was always like, I'm better, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so <laughs> there went that. Oh, so. man. Yeah. yeah. Imagine DFC mm. being better at Super Turbo than Mike Watson. <laughs> 
Yeah, DSP did practice. He did practice a lot. I'm not. I'm never gonna take that away from him. And so, and it was funny too, because DSP, you know, was always like one of those abrasive guys, and was one of the early people that was like the, you know, oh, I hate James Chen, and James Chen hates me club and stuff like that. And he was like, I bet you, even though I got top eight at Evo this year, he wouldn't put me in the trailer. And I had already put him in the trailer at that point, because <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, he's top eight. I'm gonna put him in the trailer, dude. Like, why? wouldn't i so yeah that's yeah it's pretty normal did you uh did you edit all the dvds too uh i made some of the menus later on so i actually okay. got the adobe software and i learned how to make the menus and everything so i i created the menus for that and uh did a little bit of work creating the DVDs and uh, made all the trailers uh, after a certain point until uh, i got seth moosey because he did stuff for season's beatings and those trailers were hot. And I was like, dude, we should... I told Wizard, I was like, we should get this guy to do it. So he contacted Seth Moosey. And then Seth Moosey started doing stuff for Evo. And then he went on to win Emmys and shit like that. So, you yeah. know, the, the the intro maker to Street Fighter... To, to Evo is an Emmy-winning... <laughs> so Emmy-winning editor, so... Uh. Super Turbo, uh, Fei Long is a character that started out bad and stayed that way for years. And only in the last like five to ten years, which is recent considering the game, has yeah. really moved up in the tier list. Like people have really started figuring out how to use that character. And it's largely based off of just being as wild as possible, I feel like sometimes. But it's also because he can fight Vega, which a lot of other characters can't fight Vega. And so uh, he actually went up in tier list. So he's actually considered pretty mid right now, whereas he was bottom for the longest of time. But uh, it's amazing how in a 26, 25-year-old game that the tier list can still change like that. And I can wait for another 10 years and people figure out Cammy's top tier and I'm going to call you a fraud forever. Dude, I, you know what? I would be so happy <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> I can't. It's gonna happen. I mean, T Hawk became a strong character. It'll eventually. never happen. Cammy is so bad in that game. Dude. You find out like, oh, Cammy is actually ridiculous. That's like, oh, Hawk and oh, Ryu. You know what? Oh, Cammy has differences than uh, regular Cammy. No idea. She doesn't have hooligan throw, and I think her far one of her far buttons is cancelable. That's it. That's the only difference. So literally, she has nothing better, basically, than the other Cammy. <laughs> Rip. Yep. Oh, man. T-Hawks was weird, though. I mean, T-Hawks was weird. Not having whiff throw animation is what really yeah. did it for him. So. And then in HD Remix... They didn't even give with command grab animation. Well, they gave, didn't give it to Honda. They gave it to yeah, T Hawk, yeah. but they didn't give it to Honda. And not only, not only that, but they didn't realize that they had intentionally for Zangief because they gave him with animation that they gave Zangief multiple active frames on the command grab. So that way, if you did it one or two frames too early, it would grab on the later frames. That's why you could sometimes see Zangief kind of go and then grab you. And so they didn't do that to T-Hawk. And so what happened was that if you timed it one frame too early, you would actually whiff a lot. And not only that, but Super Turbo has a thing where it can skip a frame because of the way that uh, it sped the game up. It's not meant to run at that speed. So in order to speed it up, it would skip a frame every once in a while to make it speed up. 
And if your T-Hawk active frame actually landed on that frame, you would just whiff. Yeah. So. Womp womp. Yep. Serlin the God. Yep, they didn't give it to Honda because, yeah, yeah. I saw... <laughs> God, that was the first, as soon as I heard Serlin was making HD Remix, the first thing I did was tell him to get rid of Honda's stored Ochio, and it never went away. It I mean, never went away. Doing... Listen, man, you just don't understand. HD Remix, that's the real version of Street Fighter 2, okay? Look, I'm just not... Just like the real version of chess is chess 2, created by <laughs> David Serlin. I'm not going to deny that HDR is more balanced than Super Turbo because Super Turbo is a horribly balanced game. But the thing about it is balance and fun are two very, very two separate things. That's just it. That's uh, just it. Like you said, you don't need balance. You need harmony. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, top three in original Super Turbo are Vega, Dalsim, and then number three is hotly contested depending on who you talk to. It's Chun-Li, Boxer, or Osagat. Those three are hotly contested. Uh, I think it's Boxer. A lot of people justifiably say it's Chun-Li. And then Osagat, because he erases, he invalidates half of the cast. You know, the thing is, he loses to Vega and Dalsum. He loses to the two top tier, whereas uh, Chun-Li and Boxer do not. And so that's kind of the, one of the reasons why Osagat can't be considered top three in a lot of people's eyes because he loses to Vega and he loses to Dalsum, who are the two best characters in the game. So that, that's, that's what it really comes down to. Uh, Ultra SF2 is a mess. I don't know who they created for. They made a lot of good changes, like some of the input changes. And then they added Evil Ken and Evil Ryu, who are busted beyond all reason. So it's like, what, what, what were you trying to do? And, ah, uh, you know. Yeah, Ken loses to Yun and Chun in 3S, but so does everybody. And he loses to them less than everybody else. So yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, I, I know you said you wanted to go to sleep like half an yeah, hour yeah. ago. Yeah, ended up going off on a tangent like usual. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to be able to fall asleep, but I'm going to probably play Rocket Arena and then try to force myself to fall asleep because I have to be up at night. Yeah. But I, I have been going to bed at like 5 a.m., so I'm going to be fighting nature to try to fall asleep. Dude, same here, dude. I go to bed at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. most of the time, dude. It's pretty crazy. It's nuts. I usually go to sleep when it starts getting light is usually my, yeah. my indication that it's time for me to go to sleep. So. Well, I'm, I'm super up north, so during the summertime, the sun doesn't set till about 9.30 at night. Oh, yeah, that's And then right. it comes back up at, like, 4.35 a.m. Oh, so. dang. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah there's, not much, there's not much, like, actual nighttime darkness here, right, which is, right. is kind of, like, I like that. Yeah. I like having sunshine. Yeah, it's, it's cool, nice. except I was in Alaska in the summer for the Army gig that one time, and uh, at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., it looked like it was, like, 5 a.m., 5 p.m. Sure. And it was, yeah, it was, that's, that's how it is in Scotland too. It's, it's real different. Oh God. Like it was like, it's weird. Like when you're not used to it, especially cause I'm in Los Angeles and I am so close to the equator. So like things, you know, like the, the light and the stuff doesn't go that crazy. Like for you, it might not be as bad. 
but for me, I mean, it really felt like I was a character in a TV show living in, like, you know, weird alien town, you know, like, you know. Right. Like, I was literally like, what is happening here? Like, we would finish dinner, and it was at midnight, and I'd look outside, and it's bright, and I just, like, I yeah. couldn't process yeah, it in weird. my head at all. It's weird. And I was like, oh, what is happening? And so, yeah. yeah. no, the sun definitely goes down by, like, 9.30. Yeah. So. As long and as... It's dark as fuck outside. Yeah, as long as the sun goes down at all, I think I could handle it. <laughs> yeah, Scotland is, in the summertime, is similar. It's like, oh. the sun doesn't go down until, like, 11 p.m. Yeah. Midnight, and then it comes back up at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. And then, so they course... get, like, three hours of darkness in the summer. And it's the opposite in the winter, right? And then it's just yeah, dark yeah. the entire... in the winter, they get, like, three or four hours of daylight. Yeah, which is crazy, dude. I, yeah, I... that shit would suck. Yeah. Although the one time I, you know, it was funny. There was one time where our, 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 my block had a planned outage. It was right before I had to fly somewhere the next day too, which was annoying, but they had a planned outage. And when all of the power went out, I actually made a makeshift like candelabra that I would carry around with me so I could light myself up and down the stairs and stuff. And I was just like, God, before electricity, how did this is why people just stopped doing shit? You know, they just yeah. went to sleep and slept until the morning, and just that was it, dude. Like, it was crazy because I couldn't do anything. I literally could do nothing. I couldn't even charge my phone, and I was like, "Well, yeah, you're done. That's it. Yeah, time to go to sleep, I guess." <laughs> oh man, but now oh, yeah, I'm, I am gonna I'm gonna take off. Yeah. Uh, just last thing, we're on the opposite end now. Now we have too much shit to do all day, so we never sleep. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Definitely part of the problem. Yeah. Try to go to bed, stare at my phone. Oh, God, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I will say this, though. Good luck on everything. I will keep my ear open out here. I know the cost of living sucks out here, but like I said, the offer to move out here and sleep in my bed with me, I'm sure is enough to make up for that. So, yeah, you know, uh, who needs food when I could cuddle with James? <laughs> exactly. Right. So there you go. So, uh, I'll, I'll give you, pl oh, I was about to say, I'll give you plenty of meat to eat, but I don't think that'll, I don't think that'll come on. Anyways. All right. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>